Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back to Mass Effect. Last time we left off, the group had managed to lure a jungle beast into the slaving, uh, the slaver base, and from there, all <laughs> chaos broke loose. Uh, the the jungle beast managed to kill a lot of the slavers, while the uh, captain ran away to try and like defend it and then the players started running interference on the captain and it was just a big mess which ended up in victory for the players who I don't think suffered any any like harm I know there was a lot of uh I know there was a lot of like stress strain. yeah I know there was a lot of strain going on for like power activation and such but I don't think any like wounds happened on the player side which is good we always appreciate that. Um, after capturing the captain and convincing her to give up the slaving life, she pointed out that her main buyer of slaves is a drell by the name of uh, Sayut, and he Hello. was tr and uh, he was tracked to Kaje the home planet of the Hanar, where a lot of the current, uh, the surviving Drell are also, uh, basically living. And we join in with the, with their ship coming out of, um, coming, I don't know if it's what the actual term is. Just call it warp. Yeah, Tr like, what, transit. What yeah, coming out of transit, and uh, they arrive at Kaji, which is a planet that is like 99.9% .9 covered in water. There's a lot of storms going on at any given point, and in fact, the um, actually, hold on, I want to ask uh, because because Realnir uh, said that they would be willing to go home while they take care of this. Where do you actually stop? Do you like go to the main Drell city and like drop real near off at a place where uh, they can catch a submarine to one of the uh, Hanar cities or what? Well, here's a question: Whose ship is this anyway? It's technically real near's, but if uh, but since he or excuse me, since they are hiring you. They are allowing you to use it while you finish up this job. Uh, like, as long as you don't, like, leave them behind on, uh, on Kaje and just fuck off with their ship. They're fine with you. It would be really funny. It's just like, I quit. Bye. It'd be funny, though. <laughs> That's it, everybody. Go home. <laughs> This entire thing has just been a massive con on a Healy's part to get a ship for free. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, how how how's this whole dropping like taking care of real near thing happening? Uh, yeah, no, I I, I actually not only drop, I make an effort to escort real near home meet the folks be like oh yes I'm 
taking care of some errands for real near and giving them some time to visit with their parents. We've been away for a while, after all. Okay, yeah, um, that will take a little while, but it's not like you're on a time crunch that you are aware of. So, like, you can, we, we can, like, hand wave it like, yeah, you all go to one of the Drell cities, which are, like, domed with a big tower sticking on top on uh out of the top and like they're tiered and there's like some sort of like water system that causes the water to like go inwards in like a trench uh trench you all like got on board a submarine you head on down to one of the hanar cities um and like in the areas where like land species can actually survive like you meet up with Rhaenyra's uh Real near's parents and explain the situation and then like basically head back. Yeah, I mean, notably, I don't tell them why we're here. I just say, I just say, oh, I'm giving Real near an opportunity to visit the folks while I take care of some errands for them. Vacation. Yeah. Spring break. Woo. It's important to take care of your mental well-being as well as your physical well-being. They are freak, a little freaked out about the Vorcha, who seems even more violent than normal. Oh, I probably but... stay on the ship. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be real. After what happened last time, I don't invite Kunk. <laughs> yeah, that's wise. As That's fair. Um, So... Actually, while that is happening, let's check up on uh, Kunking Kenzak. What are you guys doing as um, as a Healy is uh, escorting real near home? I'm doing whatever Kenzak tells me to do, or else just sitting there, staring out the window. I do not have a rich or complex internal or external life. <laughs> Well, the life you do have, boy, you certainly enjoy it. <laughs> yep. All right, what's Kinzak doing then? Well, I figure I would be hitting up the extranet. Basically, uh, seeing if there are any sort of rumors about uh, the whole slave trade business, our targets. All right. Um. Sayut. Just uh, sort of trawling for information. In that case, go ahead and roll me. Yeah, I've got a few knowledges that could come up. I guess you could roll uh, knowledge underworld. Uh, it's going to be three purple. All right. It's not a bad roll for me. Unless you get, I roll absolutely crap. Yeah, you get uh, two failures, but three advantages. Um, what I will say happens is that you don't get any information on what you're looking for, but your searches also don't set off any like alarms on the people that you are trying to research. So basically, they don't know that you're looking for them, but you also can't find any information on them. Yeah, I stick to lurking, and apparently they just aren't that active 
At least not under recognizable uh, handles. So, uh, everyone meets back up um, after their respective errands are done. By my respective errands, it's just somebody taps me on the shoulder to get my attention. (sighs) All right. Well, Rilner's stashed away at home now. Now we just have to finish this last leg of the job. I don't suppose you had any luck while I was out, Kenzak? Hmm. Um, no, I was trying to look up that Sayut person on the extra net, but uh, I, I guess they're keeping a low profile. At least that I could tell. Just a an hour or so. Huh. I mean, this is a big planet, but if their go-to person is Drell, they're probably set up in well, one of the Drell uh, um, enclaves. Sectors. Yeah. Notably, there aren't that many Drell cities because when the Drell basically saved and uplifted the, uh, no, when yeah. the Hanar basically saved and uplifted the Drell, they only took about 250 to 300,000 of them. Yeah. It was, it was sizable enough that they could maintain a population, but basically they had to pick and choose between billions of sentient lives, and it was a tough choice as it was. Granted, that number has probably increased by now because uh, I actually figured out what like what human year that happened. That was like 1984, so it's been a it's been like a couple hundred years since then. So they've probably like gotten a bit of a population boost, but st- even then, there's probably only like two or three drill cities total. Yeah. Uh, out of character, remind me we ha- they had like as far as kidnapped species it was like a Salarian and a Turian they had a, they had a bunch of Salarians they had a Turian um, and you know like uh, that basically the uh, the the species range is pretty wide um, I'll tell you right now they've also gotten some Krogan uh, they've gotten some Asari it's just that at the time the slavers only had um Solarians and Tur- and a Turian at uh, at their base. Gotcha. But it would have to be somewhere where they could get things to support that kind of those kind of species. Well, we don't know that they're shipping them here. Could be that the the boss lives here and commutes. Well, we do know that the ship was going from... The ship that was picking up the slaves was going from there to here with no other stops. Oh, yeah. So unless this is just a staging point to go somewhere else, and I don't know why they do that if they're carrying slaves. Uh... Hmm. 
<laughs> hey, GM. Yeah. Can I roll, like, knowledge life sciences to try and figure out where they would have to be to, like, house a bunch of different species with various different needs? Sure. And you know what? Um, You grew up on Kaje, so I will even give you an additional boost dice just because. And most Drell did grow up here. Yeah. So uh, what's the difficulty? Um... <clears throat> We'll say three. It's not something that you've thought of a lot, but you also know the planet fairly well. All right. Decently okay. difficult still. By, by the way, I do have life science now as of last, as, as of the end of last session. So what are your numbers? Uh, I got two yellow dice and a green die. I'm ranked two in life sciences. All right. And you've got three intelligence. Yes, I believe so. Alright, then I can yes. only give you one extra boost die. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take two boost die. See if I don't. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit! I got, for the folks at home, I got one failure and five uh, advantages. Okay, I'm trying to think of how to, like... So you don't know exactly where. Um... Well, maybe that's sort of the problem. We found five places it could be. Honestly, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Um, so you have you've narrowed it down to like five locations between the um, between the settlements on Kaje. Um, of course, three of them are obviously going to be all like. The, the three Drell cities. Um, one of them is like a combination of a, a Drell city and a Hanar research station. And then another one is just straight up like a Hanar city underneath the ocean. Uh, and that would suck a lot for basically everybody involved because that place uh, has very little support for um, land-based species outside of... Um, very temporary shelters, and you know what? If you're gonna hide a, uh, if you're gonna hide illegal slaves anywhere, it's gonna, it might be there. Looks like the problem here is that the Hanar are just too accommodating. Mm. Got all kinds of places set up with uh, dextro-based protein dispensaries. Landing pads big enough for uh, spacecraft to dock. I don't know if we can narrow it down any further than this, unless you got some sort of hunch. I mean, I have a, an idea, but I can't come up with a motive. So they're kidnapping species other than Hanar and Drell. That could be just because they can get enough of them here. But... It seems obvious to me, but maybe this is just my bias talking. If they're kidnapping other species, it feels like it would have to be connected to Research in Capral Syndrome. 
that's the thing that makes the most sense to me. Well, why isn't it, like, unique to Drell? Exactly. I mean, it only affects the Drell, so... I don't know, maybe they're pulling lungs out of people. So, splice in some alien DNA, maybe it'll work better? I mean, they could be doing anything, but that's the thing that's foremost in my mind. Maybe somebody has an unethical, but efficacious solution to Keppel syndrome. And our physiology is probably not compatible. But... So they need, what, more humanoid types of life? It makes sense. I mean, sense. even though we've never even met a human, I somehow <laughs> use that as a measuring stick. <laughs> Look, everybody knows what a humanoid is. It's really weird when humans show up and just call themselves humans. <laughs> everything, I mean, I guess barring Krokens, everything fits the basic size of a drow. And I mean, Krogans have uh, redundant organs. So I could see why they would grab Krogans versus, say, Volus. They have to wear special breathing apparatus and... The fact that they're doing this sort of scattershot thing makes me think that uh, if they are doing medical experiments, they're really in the early stages and don't know what they're looking for yet. Yeah. Like I said, it could be anything, but that's the thing that makes the most sense to me. Also, it's the only piece of lore I know. <laughs> Well, I was thinking that it could be, like, medical experiments that they're looking for, but also the fact that the Hanar are just squishy jellyfish. Uh, if they need some sort of hard labor done that uh, machines are too imprecise for, that could also be the, un the reason. Well, then why not? Oh, you said imprecise. That would be... that would rule out Elcor. So then the two most likely places it could be... they could be storing them is either... under the ocean, or... in the research facility that's located... in a... drill habitat. Well, I do have to admit, it is kind of suspicious that one of the Hanar cities is relatively accommodating to uh, aliens, as opposed to all of the rest. Hmm, you raise a good point. And if they are... If they do need labor done, Drow would be unsuited for labor. In an area like that, it would take too much money to keep them safe and healthy while doing heavy labor in an underwater environment. Or at least a, a, a sub-aquatic environment. 
Well, if you think if you if you think that the underwater, if you think that the Hanar city is the best place to start, then it's a good place as any. We're not going to get anywhere if we just sit here thinking about it. Yeah, and at the very least, it shouldn't take us too long to cross it off the list. Yeah, there can't be too many drill coming in and out of a Hanar, uh, an underwater Hanar habitat. It sounds like you're heading towards the, uh, the, the Hanar city beneath the water. Um, so the first thing the two non-Drell party members realize uh, realize when they get off the ship because at this point you have to get off the ship in order to get to catch a submarine down to those cities is that the Drell city that you're in is extremely hot and extremely dry um Kenzak you are a, like you're used to dry because of Tuchanka and Omega's also fairly dry but this is like dry dry this is drier than you've ever been. Also, Tuchanka and uh, Omega have never been this hot. Um, Kunk, this is probably the hottest and driest you've ever been. This is my way of saying that in Drell cities, the non-Drell are going to be taking, uh, I believe, term setback dice, basically to all of their um, roles, basically unless they buy an environmental suit that allows them to like not be in desert conditions, essentially. How many setback die? One. Hey, guess what? Hmm. Vorcha, standard skill, rapid adaptation. When making skill checks, Vorcha remove one black imposed by nearly any adverse environments. Get <laughs> on. My okay. entire That's biological good. system just rewrites itself the second I step off of the ship. <laughs> oh, I love this. Okay, so Kenzak, uh, sorry. Uh. The, the only reason I'm saying that doesn't a- apply to Ahili, because Ahili's like the Drell automatically just get that, like when when they're in like dry and humid uh, conditions, like they get to remove two setback up to like two setback dice. They, oh, remove, just one? Okay. they remove one's a setback die imposed by hot or dry environmental conditions. Mm-hmm. Conversely, right. uh, without protective gear, draw suffer a setback die while making skill checks in atmospheres with high humidity. Yes, which is why you bought that for when you went to the jungle planet. Jungle planet. Look, an ocean is just kind of like a really humid uh, jungle. All right. Kelp forests are like real forests. All right, so... You all get into a submarine, and you notice that um, the Drell who live here, they're kind of giving both Kunk and Kenzak, like, not stares, but like, like when they walk, they, they'll walk by, and then Side they'll like, kind of do a, du- yeah, they'll kind of do a double take. It's like, hey, is that a fucking, like, Krogan? What? What's a Krogan doing here? They're basically not used to seeing non Drell, non Hanar here. What the fuck um, is they're that not... thing? <laughs> it's more teeth than person. That's the weirdest looking Solarian I've ever seen. <laughs> I smile at everybody as I walk by. 
Well, actually, um, as a Vortra, you cannot help but smile. You have no lips. <laughs> but yes, uh, you eventually get onto the submarine, and the submarine takes you down to the uh, Hanar city. Um, the Hanar city um, is mostly filled with, like, transparent buildings and uh, it's just, like, covered in coral reef. Um, they obviously, like, the coral is a feature, not a bug at, on how rapidly it's growing, mostly because I, I'm pretty sure, like, in canon, uh, the Hanar were, um, like, coral hunters, like, in their, uh, like, early history. I mean, that makes sense, considering how they're, like, shaped and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and when uh, you get... And here we see the noble Hanar hunting its prey. Coral. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I, I thought Colin was saying that they live in coral. Like, yeah, no, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I just said it weird. Okay. Getting all my nuts but, about it. <laughs> I, I cannot help but envision a group of prehistoric Hanar clutching spears stalking up slowly on a big old chunk of coral. <laughs> it's worth noting that the Hanar believe that they were uplifted by the uh, Protheans. Yeah, by the Protheans, whom they call the Inkindlers. Which is technically true, you learn in the third game. Um, but yeah, when when you get down there, there's like one building that is uh, accommodating to uh, land-based species, and uh, and it's even when you get in there, there's like a hallway, and in the hallway you see like tubes and everything that are filled with water and you see like Hanar swimming in those to like get around. Ah, hamster tubes for my jellyfish. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then like when you, when you get into like the, uh, the, the area that the submarine like docks at, um, there's like a area where you guys can walk and then like there's, a pool that a uh, Hanar lifts out of, and uh, it says, Greetings. How can this one be of any assistance to you all? Hmm. Time to lie. <laughs> um, lying is deception. Uh, deception, which is cunning based. I am not any good at lying, actually turns out. Damn. I knew I should have put stats into that. Why did I level up my vigilance? Oh no. Time to not lie. Time to simply stretch the truth. Oh, hello. It's a pleasure. I'm here on behalf of my employer. We're just uh, visiting currently. I believe we were supposed to meet somebody here. Uh, another drowl? Their name escapes me. Perhaps I can be of assistance. What is this drowl's name? What is its purpose? 
Oh, they they would have been transported. Okay, this is where I. Then still not technically lying here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Just say the name. Either they know it, and they're gonna freak out, or they don't know it, and nothing is lost or gained. Yeah. Okay. As a draw by the name of Sayut, would have been transporting some cargo. Okay. Um, I did not give stats to this. Uh, to this hand. Actually, you know what? If I fail the roll, it makes the game a lot less interesting. So, like, I'm just gonna say, uh, the the Hennar sits there. Hennar sits, uh, floats there and thinks for a little while, and says, "This one is aware of saved." But they do not live in this city. Um, and then basically it tells you the city that's like, that's like that combined one I was talking about earlier, where it's like half Hanar, half Drell, and like they, it's like sort of combination of the, of the two uh, species together. And um, they basically say that yeah, he lives there. Um, and then uh, they go. Sayut is a talic to the Hanar known as Taladan. Oh my goodness, of course. Um, and I'm not even gonna make you roll for those fake things that I uh that I created, because you are a Drell who definitely has been raised in this sort of thing. A Talik is a Drell who's been selected probably before birth, probably when their parents were uh, pregnant or however Drell are born. Like, like if they were like laid, if the eggs were laid, they were chosen as an egg or whatever. Um, to be a bodyguard to a specific Hanar for either the Hanar's entire life or the Drell's entire life, whichever comes first. Probably the Drell's entire life. I think Hanar lives much longer. Yeah. Um, and usually they are assigned to big, big deal uh, Hanar. So uh, this Taladan is probably a big deal. Hmm. That's a huge, uh, that's a huge lead. I did not want you running around for hours on in the wrong city, only for me to be like, ah, you went to the wrong place. Fold you. Next session, we go to the right place. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, I definitely want to get you guys on track pretty quickly because that would be not fun to just spend an entire session just like going to the wrong place. So, mm. all right. Uh, but you were saying before I uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. I just say, oh, my goodness, of course, I. If you could forgive, if you could please forgive me, I'm just been all out of sorts recently. I'm very new to this. If we could keep this between between ourselves, I'd rather not embarrass myself or my employer having gone to the complete wrong place. Uh, go ahead and roll charm. They are going to, it's going to be against 
Let's see. Uh, we'll just say two purple, because I'm pretty sure that uh, to be Hanar cool, uh, Hanar uh, cool stuff starts at just basically two. So yeah. Okay. Well, I got uh, I got a threat. You got a threat. No successes, no failures. Yeah, no successes, no failures, but there's a threat. Uh, Hanar go, of course, but this one also would like some sort of donation to the Church of the Enkindlers. Naturally. Good thing I didn't spend any money. Uh, how much do you have? I, I don't want to, like completely drain you dry. I have 625 monies. Oh, okay, so mm. you can you can afford 50 monies pretty easily then. 50 monies? Easy. 50 monies, yep. Alright. So, so you transfer 50 monies to uh, to the Hanar and they Glad say, suddenly playing King this one Hearts. thanks you for your donation. Of course. I'm always happy to support the work of the Church of the Enkindlers. After all, where would where would I be without them? Uh, it simply gives you the human equivalent, the Hanar equivalent of a nod. Uh, and unless you all have any more questions, it will just simply sink back into the water and be on its be on its way. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. All right, um, I'll say that it's extremely easy to catch a submarine to the uh, to the city that you're supposed to go to. So if you want to just go directly there and leave the ship at that one city, or if you want to go back to the city that you were at before and then take your ship and go to that city, uh, that's up to you. It's a difference between having a direct, like getting there directly and as fast but as possible robots. versus having a... Do you have robots? It'd probably be good to have our spaceship close by. Yeah. All right. So uh, you will head back to the um, to the city that you originally were at. Get on your ship. Fly the sh- fly your ship to that one particular city. Unlike the um the previous city where it was like domed and had that. Uh, wa- like trench of like a waterfall trench. This one is built on like a horseshoe based island, and there's like buildings um, sticking like being that was built on top of this like s- tiny little spit of land. There's also some buildings like below the water as well. So you're imagining that. So you imagine that that's probably where that Hanar live. Um, and when you get there, once again, the building is, or the the city is extremely dry and extremely hot. But also, there's more of those tubes that you saw earlier in like the um, dry part of the city that you just left. Uh, they're more interconnected and uh, and more built for the Hanar to be able to quickly get around the uh, drill parts of the cities if they have to work with the drill or communicate with the drill in some way. Um, it, and also there's like big reflecting pool, like big closed off reflecting pools that like 
that are like filled with coral. That's essentially like the drill version of a park. Oh, not the drill version, the Hanar version of a park. And uh, when you land there, uh, uh, there is a drill there who's like, you know, makes makes sure that they uh, get your ship's registry and everything. Um, another thing about drill cities that you didn't get to see because you only really spent your time in like the hangar or anything and everything in the other two is that they are not the best maintained um they are they can be pretty dirty they can be pretty rough to get around uh there's like it's very obviously it's very obvious that like even though the drill have been quote unquote saved uh, their living conditions are not the best, which is why, like, whether the Hanar are doing this on purpose or not, it's why when Drell get the opportunity to basically become assassin, like, church assassins or, like, church bodyguards, they jump on it because it's basically them escaping a life of poverty and basically constant danger. Surprisingly, this is why I left also. But yeah. You have arrived at the city. What do you do? Well, do we if if, if this Hanar Taladan 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 is such a Taladaya Taladega Knights. <laughs> if they're such a big wig, it shouldn't be hard to figure out where they're like. Uh, based out of should it like probably live in nope. the yeah. be. um so you can go ahead and roll knowledge social science difficulty one wouldn't it be brokers it, it could be brokers or uh social science because I would because it would be like a scientist sort of deal so I, I you can do use either or I I don't even have a stat prepared for that so because I've got brokers. Feel free to roll it. I don't have brokers even prepared as a stat on my on my character sheet. Well, that shouldn't be any trouble. And it hey, isn't. Hey, look at that. Two successes. Um, two advantages. Yeah, you... Like, with the advantages, like, you get the exact location of, uh of their office um you're going to be going down into like one of the underwater bits it should be noted that the underwater bits are still like drill friendly they are still extremely hot and extremely humid it's just that they are underwater because it's easier for the hanar to get in and out of them um and um when you arrive there it's you you arrive at like a research station where there are a lot of um, Hanar working and there's like a couple like drill assistants uh, like in white lab coats and everything and um, when you arrive one of the uh, drill looks up and goes uh, can I help you? Look Ugh. I wasn't prepared for this I don't have a, I don't have a good fucking anything prepared here. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to fucking bust out and ask where Sayud is. Uh, hello. I was curious if you could point me to 
where uh, Sei might be. I have to speak to him on behalf of uh, an employer of mine. Uh, give me one moment. I'll go get him for you. <laughs> oh, uh, oh boy. <laughs> go ahead and roll uh, charm. This difficulty two, just to see if uh, I, I just want to see something real quick. Jesus Christ. Okay. Two failures All and right. an advantage. Two failures and an advantage. Um, the advantage is you don't feel anxiety over this. <laughs> um, no, the the two failures uh, means definitely something, which is what I'm going to tell you with that one advantage. The one advantage is that uh, he's definitely going to be telling Seiyu that the people who are here to see him look suspicious as fuck. So you definitely get the feeling that Seiyu is going to be coming into this negotiation basically with uh ha- like figuratively hand on a pistol essentially unfortunately for him i am literally hand on a shotgun <laughs> so it's going to be a couple minutes i'll give the players time to role play if they wish i'm just like scoping out the lobby and shit okay I'm going to be honest, Ken Zach, I am doing I am playing this completely by the seat of my pants right now. Well, all right. Um, I uh, in response to that, I am going to try and hack into the security system. <laughs> OK, um, I'm going to need you to roll hacking uh, difficulty. We'll say three. Spend a story point. <laughs> I don't need to. Oh, yeah, right. You're good at hacking. Yeah. I am three yellow good at hacking. That's pretty good at hacking. Oh, shit. You Yo. really good at hacking. <laughs> that is one Damn. success, two advantages, and a triumph. Okay. So, the one success means hacker voice, you're in. Uh, the two advantages uh, means that you can 100% keep an eye on you can keep an eye on this drill that is going to go get Sayut. The triumph I am going to give you is that you get into the cameras that even this place doesn't know about. The secret hidden cameras that uh that someone installed and you can definitely see with those cameras uh there is a laboratory that has the lights mostly turned off, but like Triumph, you can fucking turn like some sort of like basic low level light on and you see a bunch of uh, tables with sheets covered over them and the sheets look like they have uh, dry blood of various colors on them. Uh, There's different species of different sizes underneath these cloths. Um, You've got your Krogan, you've got your Asari, you've got your Solarians, you've got your Turians, you've got your Batarians. Um, And they all look to have been experimented on. All right, just the the running commentary you get from me is, all right, I'm in. (laughs) Even around here, they never change this the damn uh, admin passwords. Ooh, this is fun. 
There's a secondary band of uh, cameras that don't look like they're on the usual sort of uh, settings. Oh. Oh. Well, um, I've narrowed it down. The slaves taken were definitely not used for hard labor. Mm. And I just switched the uh, the active feed to a projection to uh, show the group. <laughs> Colin, can I roll life sciences to see if I can glean anything from this? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, it's going to be tough because you don't know exactly what's going on. So I'm going to say it's going to be a difficulty two purple, but one red. Two P, one R. And one blue from me. Oh, one B. Ah, uh, come on. Give me a successful roll. <laughs> Single advantage. <laughs> Single advantage. Not a failure. <laughs> not a success, not a failure. Not a success, not a failure. How do I want to play one advantage into this? Because I know what's going on. Maybe rule out a possibility. Yeah, that's what I was actually thinking. Um, You can rule out your one theory that you had earlier about it being a cure for Kepler syndrome, because uh, from what you can see on the bodies is definitely more than just the lungs that are uh, being experimented on. There's all, like there's stuff going on, like up in the head regions and like the arms and legs as well. They, they wouldn't need those if they were looking for a cure for Kepler syndrome. Kepril, but yeah. Kepril, yeah, okay. Well, that rules out one possibility. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, they only need to take like a couple of the really hardy species if uh, I mean I was gonna say like if it were me I'd have just gone with uh, Vorcha and then Krogan and maybe worked outwards from there I mean I'm gonna be honest not many folks would go looking for a bunch of missing Krogan and Vorcha they just assume we got into a fight with each other hmm blew up in some asteroid belt somewhere. It's around this time that you see uh, Seyut walking towards you, so you might want to close that projection down. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, looks like uh, our meeting's happening soon. Let me just... Uh, silent mode. And out walks uh, shortly after you close that down a drell uh, green in tint uh, with some orange uh, accents um, in a very lo uh, large and long trench coat it's not a uh, it's not a scientist's like coat this this one's like black and made out of leather and you can definitely tell like it's concealing something uh, as well and he's he says can I help you Colin. Hmm. Can I roll something to, like, size this guy up? Uh? There are skills for that. There are skills for that. Uh, I would... I, I don't know think... what they would be. 
Skull, but I like skullduggery. Uh, there's perception, of course. Yeah, there's perception. You could also use vigilance, maybe. Actually, ooh, vigilance would probably work. Um, vigilance is like passive perception, whereas perception is active perception. And you're actively doing this. I mean, okay, it's kind of a it, it's kind of a reflex. Just like I I know because I've been listening to the people who are in quotes in charge of me that this guy is in charge of the thing we are trying to take down, and I. I flunked out of blood pack. I still have some blood pack training, so I just like reflexively. This guy's my enemy. I should size him up. So I, right, yeah, I don't ahead know what what you want me to roll. Uh, it does look like it's perception. Okay, go ahead and roll perception difficulty. We'll say difficulty two. Oh, I've only got two green. My perception isn't great because <laughs> I'm a dummy. That's fine. Let's see if anything good comes out of this. Something yeah, good something comes good out of this. I got a success and an advantage. This guy is fucking scary. He is the real guy. He has been trained from birth to be uh, to be a bodyguard, which means he has been trained from birth to basically be a violence machine. Um, also, that with that advantage, uh, you get your biotic senses also start tingling, and you can tell this guy's got some fucking biotics to him as well. Okay. He uh, is he carrying right now? Is he strapped? Uh, he is strapped, but you can tell that that's probably purely cosmetic. He probably does. He probably doesn't need to touch his gun in order to be in order to be scary. Okay, but. It's good to know what he's packing. <laughs> is, will you give me the genre of physical weapon that he's carrying? You don't have to give me the, its fucking serial number, but it's like, is it a handgun? Is it a machine gun? Is it a shotgun? What's he carrying? Uh, he's carrying a pistol. Okay. So I'm presuming that Ahili is going to take point on this. And so while that's happening, I'm just going to kind of like nudge Kenzak, get his attention, and I'm gonna like knock myself upside the head in the place where Vorcha tend to get bionic implants. All right, I'm I'm not going to say anything in response, but I think uh, my my ability to understand uh, Kunk has been established by this point. Pretty well established. Yeah. There's, there's no need to roll for that anymore. You under, you've been traveling with Kunk for a while. You understand them fairly well. Anyway, uh, just for reminder's sake, he asked, uh, uh, can I help you? Okay. Hmm. Well, whatever. Come with me. I look at him and I go, ah, pleasure to meet you. Uh, I was sent here by my employer because, uh, my employer had heard through, you know, how thing, how information gets around about the things going on here. He's very interested in them. The sort of research taking place, you understand. I myself am a bit of an expert in 
Well, the body and medicine. They sent me along to, uh, see if there's any way I could, uh, help your operation. God, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a deception. Yeah, there's no way I can get out of this without lying. Uh, and I actually <laughs> have statted, uh, Seyut, uh, oddly enough. Wow. I, I should hope I so. <laughs> uh, so. Okay. Um, you need to roll three red and a purple. Jesus Christ, Colin. That's his vigilance, right? That's his, that's his vigilance, yeah. Okay, just making sure you're giving us the right stat. The bodyguard. Yeah, figure enough. Um, do I even want to bother spending a story point here? Because I have two green on deception. Uh, j- just as, like, to mitigate the probably inevitable failure? <laughs> mitigate consequences? Okay. Yeah. Uh, alright, I'm gonna use a story point. Okay. And, uh, just to upgrade one of my dice. Okay. That's, that is extremely fair. Uh... Oof, a failure in two threats. I cannot win today. Colin, I, I figure it should go without saying, but I am going to say it anyways. If this guy moves wrong, I am attacking him. Yep. The only problem is that you're not the only person in the room that statement applies to. I'm sure. He looks at you and his eyes sort of narrow. And he goes, I don't think you'd be the right fit. I've got it. What? I'm just going to uh, take one step forward, just one, and say... Well, look, you don't want to talk... You don't want to make a good deal with our employer. That's up to you. But uh, when we get back, we're going to tell them that you got in our way and that hellfire is going to rain down on you and your employer. I can tell you that. But as for us, we're going to get our asses out of here. We don't have any more time to waste with you and your folk. We got other business to attend to. And, uh, yeah, I am... Effectively, I'm going to try and intimidate our way out of this room. Okay, so, uh... I've got coercion and a free blue die for it. Coercion, yeah. Um, so coercion is based on discipline. Okay. My willpower is three. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that under the conditions, uh, an assist from the Vorcha could also help, so that would give me an extra green. You're just rolling four purple. Gross. Wow, it's almost like the biotic wants good willpower. Gross. <laughs> I'm going to spend a f- story point. Yep. I don't like this guy. Hate him, in fact. So I will instead add a yellow. Huh. Right, so a failure, but an advantage and a triumph. I do Um, have an idea on how I want to spend those. Okay, go for it. Because I've looked up what you can do with them in the social encounters rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
So I, I would like to spend the advantage to learn something important about the encounter area. Okay. So it's got like, such as an overly curious waiter or some drapes your character can stand behind to avoid being recognized. Uh, I will say this then. Um, if things were to go down here, the, um, the, like, experiment, uh, like, the island, like, the islands that the experiment, um, tables are on, they would make pretty good cover. Like, it's like, so you, you would have at least a way to avoid gunfire and maybe a direct line of sight against, uh, Sayut, which would be useful in avoiding his biotics. Well, we're not in the experimentation room, though. We're, like, in an antechamber. Oh, true, true, true. Um, 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 then, uh... You know what? I'll say that it's it's aesthetically pleasing enough here that there would be curtains for you to, like, stand behind, and they would go low enough that, like, if... Unless you were, like, bending over to look down, uh, the only thing you'd be able to see is, like, the barest, uh... uh, hint of feet. All right, and the other thing I want to do is do something vital such as distracting all of the guards so that your character's friends have a chance to do something important so i would say i'm making a sufficient ass of myself that whatever happens next is going to happen exclusively to me all right Sayut will basically just walk up to you and say you go ahead and tell your employer that just know this my employer doesn't really care much about what your employer thinks so he's he's basically distracted he's stepped up to a krogan and even though like um kenzak is short for a krogan uh say you still have to like look up and like yeah he's looking up but he's also looking you dead in the eye and just like not budging so anybody want to get away with something while this is happening? Oh boy, do I. <laughs> I love getting away with things. What do you want to get away with? The only thing I can think of is literally just shoot Sayut. <laughs> <laughs> like, just draw my fucking gun, but... So, I have something. Tell me what you're going to do first. So we we could use, I think, some pretext. We could use an excuse. Grenades can be set to go off on a timer or via proximity. Okay. The the receptionist that we spoke to, did they come back? Uh no, they didn't. But uh but, I mean, there's people close enough that it's easy enough to, like, just get a uh, get another target if you want. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just wondering if it's just the three of us and Sayut right now. It is, yes. Kind of thinking about setting one of my explosives as, like, a proximity mine. And then when Sayut walks past it, it blows his ass up and also blows a hole in the wall 
and we like have pretext to start doing things. Okay. Now, of course, how that's going to manifest is like, while his back is turned, one of the little like compartments on my armor is going to pop open and I just like reach back and pull out a grenade and I'm going to declare that Ahili sees this happen and can make <laughs> motions at me t- to direct me in any way. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to let you do it. Like, at this point, we either we leave and uh, we come back and face more shit or fucking here we go. <laughs> fight this enormously powerful biotic. Okay. So describe this room in a bit more detail to me, Colin. Okay, so the antechamber that you're in is a fairly large like meeting room. Um, there's some chairs for uh, for land-based or there's like some couches for land-based uh, creatures to sit on. There's some like, curtains behind you. There's like, a desk um and there's a door off to like one of the sides which leads to like the um the actual like laboratories that uh that they uh that they work in and that's basically where it ends there's there's definitely enough room like even with all three of you here that there's like way more room for more people to come in okay okay Say it's going to go out the way he came. Correct. So while he is getting up in the Krogan's face and measuring their various species appropriate reproductive organs against each other's. (laughs) I've got four testicles. (laughs) Ah, you're a Jojo protagonist. (laughs) Mine has printers. I'm just going to kind of like walk backwards to the door that or whatever sort of portal he came through and just plant a grenade close by and in in a in a, in as hidden a position as I can manage okay uh, what do we think would be better for me to plant? I have one EMP and two homing grenades. Well, you're kind of wasting the homing grenade on a proximity mine. Yeah, but the homing grenades hit harder. Hmm. Then you're also wasting it on a single target. Honestly, I don't have the brain capacity to decide what would be best here. Oh, you know what? Oh, I there's a thought. It's going to be the MP grenade. Right? Does, uh, does the healing want to get up to any free shenanigans? Like, I'm not going to make you even roll for it because this is what the triumph is being used for. Uh, does a healing want to get into any free shenanigans before combat starts? Um, yeah, that's what I've been trying to figure out. I mean, I don't think there's any way that I could get our robots here in time. So no, not even with the triumph. I'm, I'm t- 
<laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, what I think I'm going to do is I'm just going to, like, creep into cover. And, oh, that's a thing I could maybe do pretty quietly. Can I just, like, creep into cover and uh, use fire discipline to reload my fucking gun with a, a different ammo type? Yeah. You can, um, does fire discipline require a roll? It does. Okay, I'm going to make you have to make you roll for that, but like getting into position and uh, and not getting caught is free. Okay. Um, two P, make a vigilance check. Please work. I'm I'm begging you. Please work. Uh, did the oh hello successes. It it hello works. Yeah. Um. Kind of wish that I had d- added some modifiers, but okay. Um, I'm putting fucking shredder ammo in my pistol. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So I'm just cover, and I have loaded shredder ammo into my pistol. All right. So you two do your respective things, and then once uh, Sayut has made sure that Kenzak knows that he's basically not backing down and um, and basically has almost dared him to go for it. Uh, takes a step back, turns around, and walks off. And at this point, I need you guys to roll cool. And oh no. <laughs> Sayut is going to roll vigilance twice. Because Sayut is a nemesis. Disgusting. Um, now there's one, there's one thing, Colin, and mm. I don't know if you're going to re- want to resolve this before or after the initiative roll, and that's that when uh, characters have a chance to notice traps, there is a detect trap move here. Uh, skullduggery, correct? It's a... Is it perception or vigilance? Let me double check that real quick. It feels it like it would be vigilance if it's passive. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's perception. Oh, huh. okay. Uh, oh, but that's only if he's actively looking for it. Okay. Um, I will say that no, he doesn't. It says characters may attempt to spot a planted explosive by making a perception check with a difficulty equal to the saboteur's skullduggery skill rating. Okay, so here's what I'll do. I will give him a chance to notice it passively, but I'm going to upgrade your difficulty by two. So whatever. Cool. So what's what's your skullduggery? Uh, two green. So he is rolling two red. Yes, he's rolling two red. Um, Vigilance two red. Well, he has perception. Well, that's only if he's actively looking for it. If he's not actively looking for it, it's vigilance. Oh, okay. If he's not actively looking for it, then, um, then, yeah, I'll, either way, it's going to be too red. All right. Um, okay, so. Hmm. Four successes, two advantages, and a despair. Yes. Okay. So, he notices the trap. I'm going to say that the two advantages 
means that he has not set it off, but the despair means that he cannot disable. He cannot disarm it at all. So if you guys oh, yeah, can get like, him within... That's like a whole thing. Yeah. So, like, like even with like with the whole thing, like, he, he won't be able to do it. Like, just straight up, no. That, that is the benefit. Like, he, if you can get him within range, it will go off. The, pro- the trouble is getting him in range. So, everybody, roll cool. He is rolling vigilance twice. I think I rolled all right. <laughs> Not as good as him, though. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, he gets both of his moves first. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the folks at home, uh, say you... Uh, rolled three successes and three advantages and then rolled four successes, two advantages and a triumph. Yeah, I don't think triumph really does anything for uh, for initiative. It though. just counts as a success and an advantage, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Well, no, actually, the initiative tracker doesn't even track that. So no, it doesn't, it's just it doesn't even track that. Literally nothing. No, it does track the success, but it doesn't give you an advantage. A triumphs count as successes automatically if you look at the numbers, oh, okay. there are four stars on the little dice faces, and then there are four stars in the results. Oh, okay, I see. It adds an extra... It adds the triumph symbol and then adds an extra success symbol for the yeah. triumph existing. That's triumphs, and, and it always does that. It does that for every triumph. Every triumph is a success in addition to being the triumph, and the same with despair. I wasn't aware of that. Neither was I. Thank you. I learned something new. So, obviously, Sayuj is going to go twice. Um, his first turn, he is going to use a maneuver to get on comms and says, and says, Taladin, get out of here now. And uh, his action is he is going to be using biotics. Gross. And let's see what he wants to do. Uh... You know what? He got. He made a big. Like, the only obvious threat here is the Krogan. So, what he's going to do. And at the moment, I am kind of just standing in the middle of the room. Yep. He is going to use a biotic attack. He's going to use. He's going to add charge and close for free from his biotic amp. And uh, he's also going to add. Let's say Annihilation, which adds the burn quality equal to his rank in physical science, which is two. So he rolls Biotics at difficulty two. He also gets a boost from a thing. What what amp does he have? Gemini amp. Uh, when this character casts the warp ammo power, he decreases the difficulty of the base cast by one. I was looking at the other uh, PDF that we found. I, I think I'm basing it off of that because that one says that you can add the uh, charging close combat effects without increasing difficulty plus two com- uh, biotic con- attack damage. Disgusting. Yep. So I'm going to increase his strain because he's using biotics and I'm going to roll. It is OK. The Default is always easy, so he's only adding one because of all his shit. Um, so he gets three successes and 
two advantages. Uh, so that means, um, what's the default damage here? I'm trying to find default damage here. I believe it's probably just the number of uncanceled successes. Plus willpower, according to the singularity handout. Yeah, equal to character's willpower plus one for each uncanceled success. So his willpower is four. Uh, yeah. So seven plus. So that's seven plus two from the amp. So nine, and also you get you have a burn two. Uh, you have to spend for that. I believe. Well, yeah. Spend like, the advantages. Yeah, he's spending yeah. the advantages. Okay. So, uh, yeah, burn two. All right. And uh, so that's nine total? Yeah, that's nine total. All right. After soak, that's five. Okay. Gross. Yep. So he so he basically, like, spots the, uh, spots the grenade, turn, turns around glows blue and just like shoots towards you puts a hand on your chest and you just feel the biotics bursting into your uh into your chest and you feel like you're you've caught you've caught on fire a bit and now it's his turn again now it's his turn again um he's going to look over at uh kunk and kunk is in short range of him, so he is going to again use a biotic, use biotics. So he's going to increase his strain, and he's going to use a priming lift. So priming decreases the difficulty by one, but at the cost of not dealing any damage. But you can still do like other effects. And lift is basically you get ensnared and you float in the air uh, until you until he lets you go essentially. So uh, so that is that adds one. So he's still making it at a base one purple. Uh, don't forget, I have defense one. So add a black to that. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, you. Uh, so he looks over at you. Like claws his hand and um, makes a flick of his wrist, and you just lift into the air and start like floating around. Give me one second here. I want to look something up. Ensnare. Uh, you're ensnared for two rounds. Okay. Right. And I will say this right now. Uh, Sayut has the adversary one talent so basically since he's the only uh opponent in this combat just go ahead and click that upgrade uh up by one just permanently and uh who wants to go first i mean i'm just gonna fucking shoot him so if y'all want to think about what you're doing while i shoot him with uh and hopefully something funny happens Alright, uh, he has two defense, so add two black. He is... What's, what's, I think he's within short range of you, so that's uh, difficulty two. So that means... Yes, if, if you just type in 2p, it'll, it should automatically upgrade the difficulty. Okay. Um, we'll see how this goes. Uh, you damn. forgot the black dice. I thought that's what... 
Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I'll just roll two black then. Okay. They both roll blank. It doesn't matter. All right. So, um, what's the damage on your pistol? Let me look. Or whatever gun you're using. Yeah, it's my M3 Predator. It has okay. four damage. Okay. So that's six. Da- that's a total of six damage. Um, what do the fire bullets do, or the shredder bullets do? Uh, well, nothing because I didn't. They didn't do. I didn't uh, get any advantages. What shredder uh, okay. bullets do is they're basically crit bullets. Ah, okay. They give me critical two and vicious two on my gun. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. The target's weapon gains a critical rating of two and also gains a vicious quality with a rating equal to the caster's ranking in Knowledge War, which I think I have two. So if I do get two, if I get two advantages, I can crit. I obviously did not get any advantages, though. Okay, I'm going to spend two of those threats to immediately perform one free maneuver. Uh, he's going to take the, he's going to do the aim maneuver. Um, and you suffer one strain. Damn, I hate suffering one strain. Yep. So, yep, yeah, he's getting the aim maneuver, so I'm going to just go ahead and add bleed to his dice pool. Are right. you keeping track of his strain, right? Yeah, I'm keeping track of his strain. Okay, just making sure. Um, Speaking of which, um, Ahili, go ahead and roll uh, knowledge. Life or social could work. Yeah, life or social. Oh, sure. well. I'm just going to roll uh, life sciences because that's the better stat. But uh, what's the difficulty? Okay. Uh, two. Two. Am I still is it still an upgraded roll? No, it's not an upgraded roll. This one won't be upgraded. OK, just checking. Yep. Life science 2P. Uh, <laughs> I got an advantage. OK, the advantage with the advantage, I will say that you remember that there's something weird about Talix and uh, and their biotic capabilities, but you don't remember what. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, who's next? I'll go next. Okay. Well, he's engaged with me, so I am going to flip out my Omni Blade and try and shank him. Uh, melee attacks are always a difficulty too, so uh, go ahead. Okay. No dice. No black dice. Oh, uh, yes, two du- two black dice. He has two defense. All right. Fuck him up. Oh. Okay. Well, that's a failure, but also an advantage. I don't think you can use it on knockdown. I think knockdown requires two to activate. Um, yeah, knockdown is actually three, oh, wow. so I am just going to uh, pass. Yeah, that's a, definitely not the case, I don't think. Let me double check that. But I'm going to pass a blue die on to uh, Kunk. Yeah, knockdown requires two, actually. Either way. So you bring out your Omni Blade and you take a swing at him, and like he effortlessly like just grabs your like just grabs your arm and just like smacks it out of the way. Uh, obviously, this guy's also trained in hand to hand. So there's that. Yep, but he's a bit distracted. So, yep. So, uh, Kunk, you get a blue dice as well. 
Fuck yep. up, dunk. So, unfortunately, I don't get maneuvers. And drawing my shotgun is a maneuver. So, all I can do is attack. Which means biotic attacks. Wait, what's stopping you from getting maneuvers? Ensnared. I am lifted. I oh. have the ensnared uh, quality for two turns, it was? Yes, two turns. Yeah, that thing. And breaking that early, while it could be better with a. Well, while it could be worthwhile with a higher ensnared uh, rating, it's a hard athletics check. It would be 3P, and that's my action. So basically, I would do that and then get a maneuver which wouldn't accomplish much. So I'm just going to attack. A biotic attack. Whoa. Okay. Are you adding any qualities to it? Yes. Okay, which ones? I am specifically adding Shockwave. Shockwave, uh, knockdown quality, excellent. Also gains its dis disorient quality with the rating equal to ranks in knowledge physical sciences, okay. Which is two for me. Yep. And disorient, a disoriented target adds black to all skill checks they perform. Yep. But I'm more interested in the knockdown. So, I am rolling 1p by default, and then I'm adding one for shockwave, so it's 2p. I'm rolling, I believe you said, two black because of his defenses. Right. And one blue for the bonus I was just handed off. Yes. I'll take my strain up right now, just so I don't forget. Come on, big money, no whammies. Fuck him up. Oh. We can't catch a break today. That sucks. Uh, you just suffer a strain. Because you're a pretty easy target right now, to be uh, regardless. All right. Fuck. So, that sucks. Say oops. Say oops turn. Uh, he so. fucking draws out his pistol and is going to shoot at the thing that tried to biotic attack him. Okay. Uh, so you're at short range, which is... Oh, that actually should have been worse. I forgot to upgrade the difficulty, but whatever. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, um, so he... Don't forget one black, because I have yep. defense as well. Yep, okay. Uh... Well, he is engaged, so he does get extra difficulty on this. No, he's he's at short range. He he's hasn't engaged away with, from with Kenzak. Yeah, he's shooting out of melee, so to speak. Oh, okay. Alright. Any opponent engaged with a character, when the character makes a ranged attack, no matter who the target is, may add a blue die to their next brawl or melee check against that character. Okay. So In addition, the difficulty of some ranged attacks increases while the attacker and an enemy are engaged and other ranged attacks become impossible. I.e., like, with a huge ranged weapon, you can't do it, but... Uh, and then, so, here we go. Uh, yeah, so... I hate this guy, he, he shoots sucks. you for six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Minus your soak, but also it has pierce one, so... 
So he hits me for seven. So half yep. my health in one shot. Great. Super. I hate this guy. He sucks. Yeah, it's almost like he's the final boss or something. Then he should final boss himself off a cliff. <laughs> and um, speaking of final uh, final bossing, uh, he gets to go again and he's going to charge and close biotic attack um, uh, a Healy. And uh, does he want to add anything else to this? I wonder how that interacts with the fact that I'm in cover. Uh, I'll give your character an extra black because you're in cover. Um, well, I mean, I would get an extra black anyway because I get defense yeah. from being in cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, nah, he's not going to add anything else to it. So it's just a one purple. Uh, oh, dang. I should have added some stuff. Uh, you forgot to add. Oh, I forgot to add three black dice. Yeah, I forgot to add three black dice. Give me a second. I'll, I'll roll those right now. Okay, so two of those advantages go away. Okay. Two successes and three advantages. Um, He is going to add a blue to his next check because he can do that because of the two uh, of the two advantage thing. And he's also going to recover a strain. Gross. All right. Um, and he deals uh, four, five, six, seven, eight damage minus your soak. Eight minus soak. Yep. That would be six. Okay. That's almost half my health. All right. Uh, who wants to go first in this round? I'd like to. I'd like to just do what I did before again. Okay. So, same move. Two uh, P, two black. Yes. And one upgrade. Yes, I do have that on this time. Uh, please, please, please. Shit, fuck me. No. But uh, but on the on the bright side, uh, you are gently placed down on the ground. This sucks. Um, you blast off the biotic attack, and he just basically like twirls to the side and uh and dodges it. Okay, a Healy or Kenzak. Well, at least I can start using my gun. Uh, I mean, unless Bobbin has something he wants to do, I'm kind of just going to try and. Uh, he's like right in my face, isn't he? Yes, he is. Fuck's sake. Okay. Do I have to use a maneuver to like disengage or anything? Moving from uh, engaged to short range is a move maneuver. Engage or disengage from an opponent. If a target is already within short range of a character, that character can perform a maneuver to engage the target. If the character is engaged with an opponent or adversary, they must perform a maneuver to disengage from that opponent before moving to another location. So, yes, you need to spend a move to... Or you need to basically spend to... Uh, get away. Now, you can take two strain to take an extra maneuver. So you can use that first move to you can use that first move to disengage. You can move. You can set, use two strain to move further away and then you can shoot him with your action. No, 
No. You move from engage to short. Oh, okay. When you Never disengage. Mind, Ignore me, but don't forget that you can spend a, uh, a strain to uh, do a second maneuver if you wish. I have a thought. I'm going to disengage and put myself next to Kunk, and I'm going to do a thing I've never done before. Minister first aid? No, I've done that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could do that, too. Yeah, you could. But what were you going to do? I was going to use a bodyguard uh, maneuver. Oh. Where I suffer a I have to suffer strain equal to my rank uh, in bodyguard or tier or whatever. And mm-hmm. that upgrades the difficulty of hitting the person I am bodyguarding by the amount of strain that I take. Ooh. Until that character's next turn. All right. Sounds good. So I suffer one strain and Kunk is that much harder to hit. All right. Thank you. I no longer have Shredder rounds, though. And Zach, you're up. Okay. First of all, I think we should resolve the whole burn thing. Uh, because yes, we forgot um, to do that during my turn last time. Ah, uh, yes. Um, you may roll coordination to put yourself out. That's if I. That's if I spend my action. The real question is, what's the base damage for a biotic attack from him? Willpower. Willpower. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be nice and base it off of the amp because this guy's super tough. Uh, it's going to be two. Okay, so I am on fire, but I don't care. Because I can soak <laughs> all of that. Oh, okay. And then, wait, what is your soak? Four. Four? Okay. Well, then I can base it off, off of his um, willpower, because you can still soak it. Yeah. Three brawn plus clothing. All right, but I, all right. Think, I think my best bet for this guy is to shank him. So I'm going to maneuver to close with him and try and stab him again. Alright, go ahead and uh, roll melee. Um, two defense. Yep, I still got the numbers. Okay. Although, does anybody mind if I spend our current last story point to give myself an upgrade? As long as Colin stops hoarding them. I don't mean to hoard them. Like, I, this guy's already hard enough that I don't want to upgrade the, uh, the shit that you have to deal with. Yeah, fuck him up. I hope. Alright. Really? Huh. You have an advantage and a despair. I don't know why the dice hate you so much. I'm sorry. I just want to tell a cool story with my friends. I don't want to beat you up. Four of the dice came out blank. <laughs> yep. Story of Ken Zach's life. So how do you want to spend that advantage, first of all? Only thing I can spend it on is one blue for uh, whoever goes next. Okay. And um, the way I'm going to spend that despair is that you come in for the swing and he just simply grabs your arm and just thro- uses your own momentum to throw you down on the floor. Uh, you are prone. All right. Kenzak sighs. Uh, Actually, don't I get a blue... Because he shot out a melee 
Yes, and you do. Yes, so, you do. Since yeah, go ahead. Roll I mean, Yeah, turns are taken in order, but uh, even so. You might actually get damage in. Mm. Or at least two more advantages. Two more advantages. Um, so if you want to take back that um, blue to next ally character check, you can uh, go down to the three advantages list if you want. Can you just like... You could... Oh, what were you going to say? You you could knock him down. You could use knockdown with those two I... advantages. I have a thought. Are you allowed to uh, activate criticals even if you don't do any damage? Doesn't say... Does not uh, say. No, it, it does actually right here. Inflict a critical injury with a successful attack that deals damage past mm. soak. Okay. So no, you cannot. However, you can that. activate uh, weapon qualities. Mm-hmm. So he's knocked down. Knock him into the grenade. That fucking grenade's been sitting there forever. Just knock him into it. I don't think I can push him in a specific direction with knockdown. Just knock him to the ground. He's never going to get over there otherwise. I will allow it. <laughs> Not one nice thing happened to us. Yeah. I will say that because my Omniblade has knocked down, um, knocking him prone only costs me two instead of one. So I can still pass on one blue to the next person. Okay. So you knock him into the grenade. Uh falling Go over in the process because that's <laughs> still happening mm -hmm. basically instead of instead of him like using your own momentum against you you just like overexert yourself and fall down uh, I, I was thinking more like I'm just going ah thump ah thump thump <laughs> okay. I splay um, off in one direction he so, in another so how does grenade work well now I make the attack roll, now that he's in range. Yep, so go ahead and do it. I believe it's easy? I believe so, yes. At short range? Okay, so just one P, and I've already got it set up to throw on the red and the two black. Yep. Oh, Yo, all right. Okay. We in there. Okay. So how much damage? So. All right, so EMP grenade. So base eight plus that one success makes it nine. Okay, so uh, his soak re reduces that to six. Uh, he's still looking kind of fucked up, though. Okay, now here's what I'm going to do. I am going to spend. Okay, I know I know what we want to have happen is a critical injury here, but I'm thinking EMP grenades have Sunder. I spend all four of those advantages and take out his biotic amp. Just make his primary method of attack worse for the entire rest of the Close fight. fucking mind. And that will carry on into, spoiler alert, the next phase, the next phases of the fight, uh, he will no longer have that straight up plus two. He will no longer have those free charge and uh, close effects. Yeah, I think just having him deal less damage and be less versatile for the entire rest of this fight is good. So that's what I'm going to do. I am going to spend all four of those to trigger Sunder four times and just blow his biotic amp up. Okay. 
All right, let me uh, take care of that in all his uh, character sheets real quick, because I don't want to add, be like, and then in round two, he gets out back. No, no, this 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 is lasting consequences. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Kenzak just body checks him with the flat of his blade. He goes stumbling back from the weight of the huge Kroken, finally steps into the blast radius of the EMP grenade, this huge burst of it's always blue energy with these kinds of weapons. And the the implant in his brain breaks and I beat my chest and <laughs> Okay. Just for to make a point, I want to say that the way Kenzak ran forward was just like the blade straight in front of him, like he was trying to ram him with a spear, and he just easily dodged to the side, but not fast enough, and then just collision, everyone falling over. <laughs> All right. So he's knocked down. Um. Just want to make it clear that Kenzak is not that competent. <laughs> Knockdown means that you have to use a um, maneuver to get up. Maneuver to get up. Okay. You can stay prone. Actually, you are knocked into the prone position, yeah. which is a thing. Let me look at exactly what that means on maneuvers. You think that just means that uh, you're harder to hit with ranged attacks? No. Dropping prone allows character to add black to all ranged attacks made against them, although they also must add blue to all melee attacks made against them. Um. So he doesn't like the fact that the Krogan just knocked him into a fucking grenade that he noticed earlier and very smartly avoided. So uh, he is going to take his gun and fire at... Uh, at Kenzak. Uh, what's your defense? I don't have any defense, but I am also prone. Okay. Which is one black die. Ooh, okay. So, that's three threats. How do you... Okay, so, um, first of all, he deals uh, six, seven, eight total. Reduced by four, so four. Yep, I'm up to nine out of 17. Okay. Don't like it. No, sir. Uh, so how do you want to spend three, three threats, threats to spend? Yeah. You get three goodies. Well, he's... Did he stand up? No, he did not stand up. He's firing from prone. Give him three strain. Hmm, okay. I mean, he's not going to get any more strain. Be well, I guess that strain is also health because of what he is, right? Yeah. That strain is biotic, ju biotic juice. Yeah. Yeah, once you hit max strain, you can't attack with biotics anymore, or else you pass the fuck out. Well, wasn't it the same last time where uh, strain is also just health? I think he's a higher class of opponent. Uh, high enough classes of NPCs do get discrete strain. Yeah, okay. like like Nemesis Nemesis get strain, so okay. he is working with actual strain. Yeah, and if I could actually hit anything with my Omniblade, I can attack strain. Yeah. Once more for the road, uh, Ahili, go ahead and roll that 
knowledge thing that you rolled earlier and give yourself a boost because you're you're on the verge of remembering something about Alex. And you just gotta sit down. I got two successes okay. there, I'm not gonna give you, the, I'm not gonna do anything with, with the threat. That's, don't worry about it. The successes, Taliks, when they are trained as biotics, they go through a special kind of biotic training that the Hanar put them through. They only suffer one strain for using biotic stuff. Ah, gross. I mean, still, that, that sucks. Ken's hack just took three attacks away from him. Yep. Um, so uh, next up is Seyut again. He's going to spend his maneuver getting up. And he's going to spend his other action using um, using yeah, guard stance. Uh, they anybody who adds um, who performs this maneuver adds any that's black to any combat attacks they make until the end of the next turn. However, they also gain melee defense one until the end of their next turn. So, uh, he doesn't like the fact that you're going up against him with that sword, with that Omni Blade. So, uh, he's just going to enter it. He's just going to widen his stance, like crouch down real low, get ready for it again. Who wants to go first? I don't I'll care do where I go. Like, on my turn, I'm literally just going to use, uh, what you call it? Fire discipline to upgrade your gun. So, oh, tip for me. Yeah, I assumed you were gonna shoot him. Yeah, I am. So you should go before me then. Yeah. Um, what's the critical rating on your shotgun? Critical rating on my shotgun is. Oh, there it is. Three. Three. Okay. I was just deciding if I wanted to give you the plus one green or the uh, critical to vicious to effect. Or you could light it on fire, but that's not very fun. That would give me vicious three. And also I have critical, I, I have the the really bad thing. What? <laughs> that's so specific. Hang on. <laughs> well, What's either way, I've got to make the roll. Lethal blows. So. Give me the thing that does criticals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost made the roll with the uh, difficulty upgrade on, which I, I don't need. That does not need to happen. Uh, well, Damn. I don't really get anything out of a bunch of successes, unfortunately. Uh, you also suffer one strain. I do. I actually suffer two strain. Oh, okay. Just because I already suffer one strain to use it. Um. Okay. I, I wish more successes gave me something cool. So, yeah, fire discipline. Okay, so yeah, you either get an extra green die or you get shredder ammo, which causes your weapon to gain critical rating of two and also gain the vicious quality with a rating equal to the caster's ranks in knowledge warfare, which is two. Cool, I will take the better critical. You can take both technically. You just have to choose which one you're using on your turn. Oh, all right. Yeah, and uh, I think that's my turn. Otherwise, I'm just going to like get into cover or something with a maneuver. Okay. In any event, I would like to go next. Okay. And uh, so I assume that when we knocked into each other, we've knocked each other far enough away that we are at short range with each other at this point. 
That's what I was going off of when I when I had him shoot you, yes. In that case, I am going to spend a maneuver to apply one of my Medigels to myself. Okay. And that gets me back five wounds for the first application. Okay. And then I would like to spend my action to apply a tech barrier to myself. Yes, that is the correct choice. So go ahead and roll that. Uh, the base difficulty is easy, and I would like to uh, apply the add defense ability for tech barrier, which means that my sysops is now my additional defense, assuming I succeed. Wheel. 3P, nothing else. Fuck him up. Okay, okay. So, if the check is successful until the end of the character's next turn, and this is concentration so it can keep going, reduce the damage of all hits the target suffers by one and further reduce it by one for each cancelled two successes beyond the first. So, unfortunately, that means I've only got two additional soak, but then I've also got two additional defense. Um, and for your threat, uh, he's just going to add uh, a boost dice to his next check. Fucked up and cringe of him. Punk, you're up. All right. Maneuver. I draw my shotgun. Action. You shoot your shotgun. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I would say that you're at short range, so difficulty two. Wait, short range is one. Short range is one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then difficulty one. 2P. Do I have any bonuses or anything? Um. You do have to upgrade one of the die. Right, right, right. I don't believe anybody gave you any uh, bonuses this turn, so. But it is only 1P. Yeah, it is only 1P. I did catch that after it came out of my mouth, so rolling. Okay, good. One red, two black. And then you get to decide how you're doing your ammo stuff. Oof. <laughs> okay. Um. The spike is thrown. Good news. Uh, it's, it's no amount of soak in the world would have. Uh, actually, hold on. Let me check something real quick. Nine, four, five, 10, 11, plus nine 12, is 14. 13, 14. 14 damage. If you had shot like that the first round, he would have gone down in one round. <laughs> He's a wizard. He's squishy. Yeah, fucking sucks that I got no maneuvers and so was unable to draw my weapon. Yeah, uh, let me <laughs> let me roll a critical injury for him. Uh, what's uh, what's your offset on that? Um, vicious one. Mm, so okay, so N. two. Oh wait. Um, so I have vicious two because I'm taking the the special ammo thing and okay. not the better attack. Okay, so, so that adds how, hang on twenty to it. Let me let me look exactly how it works. Uh, it adds more, actually. Well, uh, vicious only adds uh, after you trigger critical. Yeah, I'm triggering a critical here by getting him over his wounds threshold. Yeah. Oh, that thing. That's yeah, this, yeah. This game really is just kind of like a game of rocket tag sometimes. <laughs> it's it's 10%. It is 10% per vicious. Yes. However, I have lethal blows too. Oh. Okay. 
So 40. So that adds another 20 on. So your offset is 40 for this critical injury. Please just instantly kill him. Bleeding out. Uh, well. Bleeding out. That's 140. Isn't that like one step below death? I yeah. think like I think the next one, I think the next critical step is probably instant death. Yeah. Uh, no, no, so it is not. No, it is not. 141 <laughs> is the end is nigh, which is the target dies after the last initiative slot during the next round, unless this critical injury is healed. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, damn. If only. That was a 100. That was a 100 on the D100. I literally could not have done any better. Holy shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, bleeding out, suffer one wound and one strain every round at the beginning of turn. For every five wounds suffered beyond the wound threshold, suffer one additional critical injury. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this guy gets shot and he starts bleeding out, um, but because this is a multi-phase boss, uh, he simp- like he manages to like crawl away and uh, get through the door and uh, basically I feel closes like it. you should spend a story point to have that nonsense uh, yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 that's that's fair. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna fucking spend two because that's that's a lot of bullshit I'm, I'm pulling. So give me a second, I'll give two back to you. There you go. I'm just gonna say, unless there's someone out there, back there healing that critical wound, he better keep it. <laughs> Yeah, because that's 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 a daunting. That's a difficulty four in order to fix it. Damn! If only you accepted the help of a doctor. <laughs> you do have medical <laughs> facilities here. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, he crawls through the door and like it, it closes closes um and uh you are left in the basically the greeting room after a big shootout mm -hmm. i i look at kenzak i look at a healy and i walk towards the door like i'm power walking <laughs> this guy doesn't get to just leave are you kidding me no you can't leave i'm killing you you reach the door and you bump against it. It doesn't open. I'm still in the system. So Kenzak's going to get that door open in a second, I'm certain. However, while I was walking towards the door, I'm using the one metagel that I have in my pocket. How much does that heal me for? Five for the first one, four for the second, and so on. Speaking of which, I'm using a second one to get four back, and now my wounds are back down to zero. Oh, Colin, um, is this encounter over? Like, I know this is a two-phase boss fight, but does the encounter end? Yes, this encounter ends. Okay, everybody, do all the stuff you're going to do. I'm going to look it up. There's a thing you do with the end of every combat to get strain back. I think it's like a discipline roll or something, and with no purple dice, but I'm going to look it up. And uh, for the record, I also want to say that I am maintaining my uh, tech barrier as I'm doing everything else. Okay. Mm. Okay, I looked it up. It we it's our choice. We roll either discipline or cool. No purple dice. We get one strain back per success. 
What is my discipline even? Oh, I'm literally the exact same. All right, that's too strained for me. I didn't spend any strain. I'm fine. <laughs> I was trying to decide if uh, it'd be worth it to do a medicine Ooh. check, but I'm just going to... Uh... Shit. I have to appreciate a medicine check, actually, because I failed and got a threat on my attempt to recover strain. Yeah, I'm going to slap some meta gel on myself and then I'm going to I'm going to do a medicine check. I don't really remember. I'm, I have to go look at my fucking med kit again. I'm fucking beating on the locked door and a Healy comes up to me and grabs my shoulders and pulls me back. <laughs> yes, okay. Grants a boost all medicine checks. Individual using it to decrease the difficulty of any medicine checks they make to heal critical injuries by one to a minimum of easy. How many wounds do you have? I have two wounds. Uh, as a percentage. Two over 15. Okay, yeah, then it's just a one with a boost then. Real quick, I'm going to roll medicine. 1P, 1B. Uh, hey, you Ooh. heal two. You heal two wounds and four strain. I have one strain and no wounds. Uh, actually, you might even roll more than that. One sec. Thanks, Doc. I'm just <laughs> known for my bedside manner. <laughs> All right, I figure at this point, the Krogan should do the thing to open the door. You heal an additional uh, strain. Oh, nice. I'm up at full. Cool. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I have deluxe infiltrators tools so i will gain an additional blue die on this check to open the hack open the door okay uh difficulty three fuck them up can do can do all right um one success one advantage with that one advantage uh you see like e even though the trail of blood would make it pretty obvious of where he's going, you see Seut run into a uh, another door, and it that one closes behind him, and on that and on that door is uh, written on, uh, like engraved in it is a uh, is a uh, Taladan head of research. Okay, so he went into the head of research's office then. Yeah. Is there a camera in there? Uh, there is, and you see him basically crawling into a like a, uh, a hover car that has a um, Hanar Hanar in it, and he just basically like slumps in, and they just speed off. Where the office is has a balcony, and that balcony had the hover car parked on it, um, and he just sort of like rolls into it as best as he can, and they drive off. Um, so. Teladan and Seut are running. Hey, uh, they're getting away. Colin. Oh, fuck. Uh, on, on this security feed, are there more cars visible? What do you fucking think? <laughs> I'm looking for a yes or no answer here, my dude. That, that, that's a yes. That's a yes. Of course there's a yes. My agility is four. I have four green to drive. <laughs> I have skill points in drive. <laughs> <laughs> Time to drive. Uh, finally, a car chase shit out. Just what we've needed. Uh, do what I do. What I took. F 
No, you know what? It's not too bad. I'm still, it's still going to be funny as hell when I give people incendiary ammo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do we, do we have the ability to get into this garage? I mean, it's just located like right outside of Taladan's uh, office, which is across another locked door. They seem like, say you knows that that's not going to slow you down much, but any chance to slow you down at all is enough. So I, I, I am making gross monkey noises when I see cars. <laughs> no, no, better let me drive. You're going to want to shoot things. I continue to make gross monkey noises, but less so because now it's just there's a door in the way. Uh, so, yeah, once again, difficulty three to hack. Someday someone will learn to make a man a analog door lock and Ken Zach will be fucked. <laughs> and the almost the exact same uh, roles, but the exact same results is a, a success in the uh, yeah. advantage. So, yep, you uh, you unlock it and and uh, right out there, there's your choice of like it's it's purely aesthetic. It's your choice of color. You, do you want the blue one or do you want the yellow one? No, we want the red one. It goes the fastest. They took the red one. They took the red one because it goes the fastest. We're getting in the blue one. <laughs> yeah, everybody pile into the blue one. We load up into the car and we race off. And uh, just for visual reference for everyone, uh, flying cars are standard in Mass Effect. And basically they've got the sort of front bench and back bench for people uh, for seating. And uh, what do you call those? Like uh, wing doors? The ones that flip up? Yeah, yeah the DeLorean doors. I think those are called... Gull doors. But yeah, uh, like the main doors flip up and then the back doors push backwards when the front doors open up. Gull wing doors is what they're called. Yep. Yeah, I remember each half of that. Just at different times. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, uh, I'm taking the back seat. I assume you two are taking the front seat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Naturally, Kunk is going for the shotgun. <laughs> Harkening back to the reason it's called that, in fact. All right. So uh, I need everyone to roll cool. Sayut is going to roll cool twice because he is prepared. And guess what? It's actually worse than his vigilance. Uh, oh, I thought that was Sayut. Oh, apparently not that fucking much. Huh. Oof. Oh my god. Okay, well, his turns are split up this time, at least. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you get a chance to react. Alright. <laughs> I rolled so a the... single advantage. <laughs> uh, so the first thing that Sayut is going to do is uh, roll driving, because he wants to get far, far as away from you. How is this motherfucker driving? He's bleeding to death. Uh, Medigel. You'll, yeah, Medigel, and you will actually see in in a little bit. Um, but he's going to uh, roll that. Um, what's who's driving? Me. What's your driving skill? One yellow, one green. 
So that would be one red, one purple. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was typing in. Yep. I'm just going to leave that in there. Uh, so he does manage to successfully get a little bit, like, a bit of a head uh, headway on you. So we're going to say that um, between the slowing you guys down with, uh, with the two locked doors and uh, this one success, he is, we'll say, at extreme range. I don't like it. All right. Who's up first? I figure Kentak needs to get us in range first. Yeah. I was figuring. So, so I'm not going to add adversary to trying to uh, chase him, but just for just so you are aware, this phase has adversary too. Um, but uh, your your uh, difficulty is two red and one green for uh, for this drive. Well, one purple. Oh yes, one purple. Yep, that's what I meant. Two red, one purple. What's I um figured? What is your agility? My agility is two. But I think if you okay. help me, then you won't be able to act. I don't think any of us are going to get to act anyways. Colin said extreme range. Yeah, that's like the that's... longest range band while still being a legal range band. Yeah, it's it takes two maneuvers to move between extreme and long, and it takes two maneuvers to move from long to medium. So I think I'm just going to be doing, like, biotic stuff for my turn. Yeah, the only thing I could conceivably do is to uh, ready ammo for myself and Kunk for the point where we can actually shoot. So yeah, add two green to that. Two green? I have agility four. You have agility two. Alright. Huh. Um two advantages. Nothing else. Two advantages. Uh hmm. How do you think that could resolve? Like, I can immediately think of spending one advantage that uh he doesn't get any further away, but how do you want to spend the other advantage? You can't get closer because it's not a success. Well, I feel like he shouldn't get any further away, period, just because it wasn't a failure. True. So how do you want to spend those two those uh, two success or advantages? You don't have to be constrained by the book either. This is kind of a weird one, so. Yeah, I was trying to look up if there are any like established chase rules for chases. If so, it's not listed as such under the index. But as it is, I think I would like to identify something useful about the environment as we are going after them, and then also give one boost to the next person. Okay. Oh, there is a whole section on vehicle combat, actually. Where is that? Starts on page 225. Dang. Combat between small vehicles like tanks, fighter jets, personal spacecraft, or attack walkers is relatively straightforward. The pilot has one vehicle maneuver and one vehicle action, or two vehicle maneuvers during each turn. Small vehicle combat is quite abstracted, especially with high-speed vehicles like fighter jets. As they constantly move and strive for the advantage, 
it would be nearly impossible to map out every move a fighter jet makes. Instead, you and your players describe the actions the characters take, embellish them with narrative flair, and that makes skill checks. So, maneuvers. Accelerate. The pilot may increase the vehicle's current speed by one or more to a maximum of the vehicle's maximum speed. I'm assuming Colin didn't stat that out. Nope. The vehicle suffers a number of system strain. Brace for impact. Decelerate. Evade. Reposition. And then actions are dangerous driving. Blanket barrage. Damage control. Concentrated barrage. Aim the advantage. Additional vehicle actions. Perform a combat check. These gu- these cars do not have guns. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't fire out of them, though. You can't fire out of them, but I'm just saying, like, right now, you, you can't shoot the cars. God. So I think... I think we would walk it back a bit for the moment. All right. And, uh instead say that Kenzak is going to use both his maneuver and his action to reposition the vehicle twice. Okay. Yeah, can move it up one range band. So you go from extreme to long medium. Yeah, extreme to long, long to medium. Mm-hmm. Sounds like good. Uh, that sounds like a good plan. Plan to get within range of this dude. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's up next? So, Ahili is gonna buff me, I think. But unfortunately, I feel like, at least for the moment, he's just gonna keep trying to get away from us. And so, if Ahili goes before me. Sayut goes next and gets out of my range. So I think I'll just take a naked shot at him right now. Because my shotgun is medium range. Yep, so uh, go for it. Medium range, I believe, is difficulty two. Uh, he does have adversary two, so upgraded to two red. Does his defense and shit apply? Uh, yes, he still has two defense. And by the way, he he's not fully healed from the... Like, he has more, he technically has a higher wound threshold this uh, phase, but uh, he started out a little messed up because I feel like I should have rewarded uh, 140 critical damage somehow. The highest possible critical damage. Yes. I could have done. Well, okay. Here's the real question. Is he still bleeding out? Uh, No, actually. Um, You are close enough to see that um, he's actually, he lost, he ditched the uh, the big trench coat, and now he's like in this really sleek black armor with uh, red like l- glowing lights on it. And it seemed, and between that and the fact that Taladan is a relatively smart uh, being, uh, he seems to have been healed of the worst of his injuries, so he's no longer completely bleeding out. Okay, actually, there is one other thing I would like to do. I would like to spend a strain to use one additional maneuver this round and get to short range. Okay. So short range is difficulty one. So go ahead and roll. Shoot at... uh, 
I got it covered. Okay, all right. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Advantage and a triumph. But... You get advantage and a triumph. Okay, okay. Well, let me pop open. A triumph allows you to activate any one quality, regardless of how much you sh- uh, advantage you would have to spend. Say that knockdown doesn't really apply here because there you all are already oh, sitting. Oh, I got something good though. I got something good though. Okay. Do something vital, such as shooting the controls to the nearby blast doors to seal them shut. I oh. want to miss him, but I want to hit his car. Oh, I just don't. Yeah, like I think I realize I'm seeing the same O as uh, as. Chloe. What? Look at the last thing on uh, Triumph. On an initiative check, perform an immediate free maneuver before combat begins on a Triumph. Yeah. Yeah, but... I just, it would have been useful to know earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Useful to know before the last fight of the game. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, either way, I miss him. But I hit his car. Okay. So what I will say for that is that um, it's going to upgrade uh, the difficulty of all of his shit by one uh, for for stuff that he's doing with his car. So any so any action or maneuver that he takes that requires a roll for the car is going to be upgraded by one. By the way, I think you should have two advantages instead of one because, like I said, you should have rolled one purple and one red. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why I've got two reds on there. That's weird. Did you well, type Did you in specify the numbers? Have the... I typed in one P on modifiers, and then up top I've got two black and two red. Oh, not two red, two upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you That's go. That's it. Oh, okay. We'll just call it even for now because there's no way of yeah. knowing what that purple would have wound up being. Yeah. No, you got a purple. You just take one of the red dice away and both of them are identical, so yeah, you would have two advantages. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what could I do with two advantages? You know what? I'll, that's my action. I'll use that maneuver and the immediate free one to double aim. So I'll get two blue to my next attack. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. All right. Um, I believe that is your turn. Uh, wait, yeah, hold on. Maneuver and action. All right. So uh, and then it is Seyut's turn again. Um, he is going to spend two strain to... Or no, he's going to spend one strain to make an an additional maneuver. He's going to accelerate twice. It's and then two his... strain. Oh, it is two strain? Okay, so I will... Yeah, additional upstream. maneuvers is two strain. I think Kensak has a goodie. Okay. No, it's uh, one okay. strain per extra maneuver. I'm going to think real quick. And if not, I'll just add one extra strain. Okay. Uh, um, They may perform a second maneuver by voluntarily suffering two points of strain. Yeah. Okay, so um, he's going to accelerate twice, bringing his speed up to a total 
of three, and then he's going to do the action dangerous driving. So he's basically going to weave into oncoming traffic and then like make a really sharp turn into an alley. Um, it's normally a, it is a piloting check equal to the difficulty of the silhouette of the vehicle. So the silhouette is one. So like both of you guys. No, no. Vehicles have at least a silhouette too, I think. Yeah, so it's a silhouette two. So it's two purple. Um, and then he upgrades it by one because of your uh, thing. Uh, and then he rolls driving. Oh, my. Okay, yeah. So he basically um, makes a really, like, he starts driving into oncoming traffic and, uh, and things just start going haywire. And then he makes a really sharp turn down an alley and like flying at an and like driving at an angle like a 45 degree angle down an alley um he is taking a shortcut so your choices are to either try and also to take that shortcut with him or you're gonna have to go the long way around and uh and give him basically uh allow him to gain ground on you again so uh that is up to you you guys uh Healy, it's your turn. Yes, I'm going to make a three difficulty vigilance check. I hope this works out for me. Fuck. No, it doesn't. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, that's wow. a failure and also two threats. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, you suffer an additional black on your next on your next action. Okay. Uh, as for my maneuver, I can't really aim. I don't really know what I can do, because I'm not going to shoot next round, because I'm going to try doing that again. I'm just not going to use my maneuver. Or, like, can I use my maneuver to, like, prepare or something? Yeah, I'll allow you to, like, ready your maneuver. That's fine. I just like I don't think that's in the book, but you know what? Fuck it. We're making our own rules. Yeah, whatever. Alright. Uh so it is uh Sayut's turn again, and he is going to spend one uh maneuver to accelerate, and then his action is going to be another maneuver, which is reposition. So he's basically gunning it for uh their destination. Who's up first? You know, a thought occurs to me. Hmm. I don't really feel like there's any way we can win this encounter, considering Sayut goes twice and can drive twice. That's fair. I will keep his driving uh, stuff to once per turn. All right. Like, I, it just, like, it occurred to me that, like, Sayut basically just has an action economy that we can't beat in that regard. Right, 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 right. So just... So for the sake of fairness, from now on, he's only going to be able to do one stuff while driving. If I if he can't do anything because he's out of out of range band for a second turn, fuck it. He can't do anything. Alrighty. All right. So I think pilot does a pilot first. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, Kentek, are you going to try and take the shortcut as well or are you going to um, or are you going to go the long way around? play it safe. I'm going to do it. All right. I need you to roll me dangerous driving difficulty two. Heck. 
No okay. failures, but um, a triumph. No or failures, no successes, but no a triumph. No successes, but a triumph. Um, how do you want to spend that triumph? Identify an even more effective shortcut. Well, with a triumph, you can actually do something and not just identify something. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about this? As he dives in between all of the uh, the various um, hairpins and switchbacks, I look over that way and go, two-dimensional thinking, and fly up and over. <laughs> okay, so... so um, I, I would say that we have lost one range band. Okay. But uh, in exchange, I am currently flying sideways so that... Uh, Conk can aim straight down. <laughs> Alright, so, um, it's a pretty long shot. I, like, literally, the range is long at this point, I believe. Uh, so. Well, I do also spend my maneuver to get one range back. Uh, okay, so, medium. Right. Right, so, okay. uh, so, range band is medium. Conk. Uh, or whoever wants to go next. Figure it's still me. I have no problem with that. All right. Well, I am double aiming, so yeah, you are double aiming. Two blue. So you do have two blue. You so. are true blue. Pop. 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 Motherfucker. All right. Uh. So three that's... successes, four advantages, and a despair. Okay, so you can't really knock him down. I'm gonna, like, like I said, you guys are already sitting. Um, so okay. 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay. Uh, minus yeah. soak is 9, so. Alright. Okay, okay, okay. So. I'm going to critical him. Okay. That's correct. Uh, so, Your so, offset is 30. Offset is 30, okay. Mm. That's a horrific okay. injury. Horrific injury. Roll a d10. Okay. 10. Uh, willpower, that's, that's very good. stat. That's very good to heal. His willpower goes that. down by one until he gets that healed. Yep. So very good. That's a very good stat to hurt. Uh, and then I've got one more advantage left over, and I think I'm just going to give Kenzak a blue to whatever he does next. You, you're all, it has to be the next ally. Oh, yeah, okay, so then... No, it's heal. fine, I need it. Alright, so you shoot him and like half of his face goes missing. You can see the, uh, you can see skull. There is a despair token still to be spent, though. Oh, there yes. is still a despair token to be spent. Uh, Colin needs to do a bad thing to me. Oh no, please, sir. Don't be mean to me. I'm gonna be mean to you. Somehow that critical is you managed to fire every single shot in your gun, <laughs> and you have to reload now. Uh, no, despair means that you can't use it for the rest of the encounter. Mm. You, you, that shot was so f overheated your uh, gun so much that you're like, 
their cooling systems have fucked up and just that gun is not being not going to be able to be used for uh, the rest of the encounter. How fucking dare you take away the thing I've been using to hurt this man so much. <laughs> uh, speaking of hurting. Well, whatever. Uh, my biotics aren't fucked up. Uh, let's see here. You're within medium range, I, so I believe he has to spend two maneuvers in order no. to get no, no, back like, to long range. No, I'm tr- I'm trying to think because like he can't he can't do driving stuff this for this particular part of his turn because I also that, twelve damage. I I applied twelve damage. Don't worry, he's fucked up. <laughs> Emotional. By the way, is the Hanar in the car with him? Yes, he is. How's the Hanar reacting to uh, half of his bodyguard's face just ceasing to exist? Uh, the tentacles like kind of brace for impact. <laughs> I cast Sublimate Flesh. I'm trying to figure out what the range band With is on. Uh, on what? On biotic attacks, like what the base range it's band is. I think close. Close? Okay, so he needs well, to upgrade I, I believe it's like short, but you can spend um, one difficulty per range band. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like what um, what I would need to spend in order to increase the range band for that. Um, Are you so he's going to one yes, purple. he is biotic attacking. Yeah, so, so. it's uh, short range but not engaged is the only range you can attack from unless there might be an effect in here that increases the range band, but otherwise... Yes, range. Yeah, range, yeah. Increase, okay. increase the range spell by one band may be added multiple times, increasing the range band by one each time. That ups it by one. So he's going to do a difficulty four biotic uh, move here and do a medium biotic attack that also has the warp quality on Kunk. Okay. Uh, so, add one defense. Add one black because I have yeah. defense. One black. Uh, so it's four purple. Yes. And you know what? You I remember that uh, his biotic implant is not working, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, and his willpower is down by one. Yep, is yeah, that automatically is uh, there, and I'm going to spend a story point to uh, to upgrade this once. So, ooh, uh, God, you know what? We have three of those things. I I think I am going to spend a story point to make it yet harder for him. Okay. <laughs> no, fuck you, actually. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. So here goes the roll for him. All right, so yes, so his damage is three, four, five. He also gains a Pierce quality equal to his rank in knowledge, physical sciences, which is two. Okay, so five also damage. Also gains a Sunder quality, but I don't think Sunder. Yeah, you really have to. You here. have to spend advantages in order to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have soak four, which goes down to soak two. So I eat two of that five damage. So I take three. Okay. I also bleed. It's not <laughs> nearly as bad. I snap my teeth at him. All right. Uh, it is Achilles' turn. 
Hmm. Well, you don't have a gun anymore. Correct. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could get a triumph to fix it, but otherwise. I can toss him a gun. I mean, yeah, I was just going to give you my pistol, honestly. Doesn't one of you have a spare shotgun you never used that we acquired from the fucking Elcor fight in session one? Yes, as a matter of fact, I was thinking of that when I said, I can just toss you a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Can I, like, can I still use fire discipline on that shotgun? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to attempt that roll again. You get a blue. I got a blue and a black, actually, but... I did it! You did it! Well... Two successes, two threats. Yeah, uh, myself and Kunk now have, uh, can't you pick for me Shredder Ammo or Incendiary Ammo? Incendiary Ammo lights people on fire to the tune of two, which is just like, uh... Quality or better criticals? Well, burn... Uh, deals the weapon's base damage for the number of turns equal to the uh, the burn number. What's the base damage on your shotgun? On my shotgun, base damage is eight. What's this dude's soak, Colin? Not that. It is not eight. Okay. Yeah, I, I think ten damage... Uh, just sort of incidentally that he can technically spend actions to get out of but that's spending actions uh, god that's a difficult ass choice but I don't have to choose right now right I'll probably take incendiary well I have to but... choose when I do it oh okay eh, incendiary then okay we're both getting incendiary ammo and as long as I have a free maneuver I can keep this up I can keep this up for as long as this encounter goes. Bitch. Alright. So it is his turn. Uh, He is going to do dangerous driving uh, and steer towards one of those big tubes that uh, that all the Hanar uh, travel through. And he needs to roll difficulty two. He upgrades it by one because he's doing a driving thing. Uh, So it's two people. Okay, yeah. Uh, two successes and two advantages. Um, he basically drives through oncoming traffic again, gets to the uh, gets to the big tube, um, and with those advantages, he just pops open pops open the hatch, and uh, Taladan goes into the uh, tube and just starts swimming. Mm. And uh, that is. Oh, I forgot oh, to say that my maneuver is spent aiming. Uh, he still has a maneuver, and his maneuver is to just park the car, put his hands up. Interesting. Can I go? Can yeah. I go, please? Yeah. Well, actually, okay. We'll still be at medium range if you want to go first. Right, right, right. No. See, he's... he... Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I need to know something here. Um... Hmm. I need to know something. I need to ask a lore question. Yeah. 
So, actually, I need to ask a couple of questions. How how fast is the Hanar moving? Um, Hanar are much more agile agile in water than they are on land or hovering in the air. So it's going pretty damn fast. Like your car could probably keep up with it, but also these tubes go a lot of weird ways and also through some buildings and also like in the ground and like down different things. Like this, this, this guy could lose you pretty easily. Are you gonna jump in the tube? So, well, sort of, yes. Yes, sort of. Uh, second lore question. Does the biotic charge pass through solid matter? No. I can tell you from playing the games, no, it does not. What if that solid matter is glass? <laughs> Liquid matter, maybe. Solid matter, no. Good news, glasses. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Glass is a liquid. <laughs> so it's an here's the trick. Solid. Is I, I can do two free maneuvers as for a biotic attack if I do charge. Because I have two ranks in knowledge physical sciences. We just need to create like I, I need to get in there and then I can start giving chase. While also potentially drowning. Uh, I'm a fucking Vorcha, my dude. Can I tell you my idea for my turn? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to spend two maneuvers to uh, close to engaged and then run him over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You're taking the renegade option. I like it. I like it. Uh, he seems to have confused us with people who work for the law. <laughs> Whoops. Oh no, looks like we're going to have to immediately leave this place and go back to Omega. Oh well. Go ahead and roll. I will driving. accept rolling. Yeah, yeah, rolling driving, Dr as, driving an attack. As, your, as your attack. I've, hold on, hold on. I want to think of the difficulty here because he is small and light and the car is... Your car is not actually going all that fast. I think you only have a speed profile of two currently. Um, okay, but where is he going to go? Aren't they, like, in the air? Yeah, he... Look, biotics can fucking fly in two and three for some reason. Like, they can or at least glide oh. down safely. Levitate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, he could potentially survive this if, uh, if... Okay, alright. And you can so, also use a biotic field if... to, you know, absorb kinetic damage, which this obviously is. Yeah. Difficulty three. And he's going to get an out-of-turn incidental to realize that, oh, you're not stopping, so he's going to throw up a biotic barrier. Alright, and this is a direct attack, so I'm guessing that's two upgrades. Uh, yes. So, hold on. Um, okay, so he's going to do an empowered biotic b barrier. So, that's a difficulty three. Oh. Oh, mm, dear. That's unfortunate for him, isn't it? That is um, very unfortunate for him, because uh, advantages do nothing. 
<laughs> I mean, I'd feel bad for him if he hasn't literally been working for somebody who has been kidnapping and experimenting on sentient creatures. Sapient creatures, whatever. Yeah, uh, he's just working with his base soak. So, um, go ahead and roll drive. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna upgrade this. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I desperately want this to work. Really want it to work too, but also at the same time, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Uh... This isn't the first time that someone has thought of what if we just ram a car into the final boss in Boogeyman Buddies. <laughs> there was a point where I was considering trying to drop a steamroller on uh, the final boss. Oh, oh, dang. Oh. oh. Okay. So, so uh he sees you like just coming for 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 you. So we just like sort of uh instead of his hands going up, he puts them to the side and just sort of back dies and just starts falling and then uh by the and when you look down, you see that he's using his biotics to like sort of glide towards safety. Um the two threats are going to be uh, he's, he's like, if you chase after him, you're going to lose Taladan. 100%. You will we lose will Taladan if you go after We Saint. will see about that. So, Colin. Hmm. We are right next to where Taladan entered the tube, right? Yes. Cool. I'm going to use my maneuver to manipulate the environment and open up that hatch. And I assume it can be okay. an incidental to get into the stream. Yeah. Cool. What's the range band between me and Taladan? Currently extreme. Mm. He just he just straight up used all of his uh, stuff. He burned two strain and then used his action as a maneuver and his maneuver as a maneuver and just fucking booked it. Okay, so... I would still get from short to medium, medium to long, though. No, short, medium, long, string. Because he's used three, he's three moves. Two short. moves gets you from long to extreme. Two moves gets oh, you from okay. medium to long. Okay. Yeah, that... So he's at long range to me then. Yes. Okay. So I'm essentially going to have to do three move maneuvers in order to catch up to him. Yes. In order to get within short range of him, which is what I need. Okay. Maneuver one, move to move, then action, biotic attack. I am putting the charge modifier on it. Before rolling the attack as an incidental, your character may instantly perform a number of move maneuvers in the direction of your target. Equal to your character's rank in knowledge physical science. I have two ranks. Two okay. moves. Motherfucker's in short range now. That's legal. See, basically doing biotic super speed here. Yes, we're up to 2p. <laughs> biotic turned myself into a fucking missile. <laughs> then I'm doing priming so no damage but I decrease the difficulty of this attack and then 
I'm adding lift. I'm gonna try and ensnare so him. So that's the total. So that's a total of two uh, p. Two p. Yep. Because you're doing priming. Yep. Uh, he has no defense. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm spending a story point because I really fucking want this to work. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tug of war you on this. Let me get two strain on there before I forget. Please, oh please, oh please. Four successes. All right, yeah. So he's uh, floating. That's seven damage. Plus. I thought no, I thought three. you did priming. Oh right, god damn it. Fuck. Well, I'm on top of him. I got no advantages, so I can't activate lift. Oh, okay. All right, yep. Yeah, so um, he 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 will continue to swim away. Um. I did. I'll roll. Uh, I'll roll initiative for him now. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I am right on top of him, though. Uh, I'm within go. short that's, range of him. That's his. That's his uh, thing. All right. Um. So that's that was your turn, Kenzak. No, a Healy. No, no. I'm saying this NPC's round, and I'm trying to get Bobbin's attention. Kenzak. Huh. Hey, you've got it. The phone in your car starts ringing, and uh, it it's uh, from the uh, the caller ID. Basically says uh, si- uh, it just says si- Sayut. I didn't know these things had phones. Why would you even need one? But, uh, out of sure curiosity, I push the connect button. Uh, you see Sayut's face, and uh, what remains of Sayut's face, and he goes. So, are you going to try and run me over again, or are you interested in knowing what's going on? Gonna be perfectly honest here, I was just paid to run you over. To be perfectly honest, I was just... I was just hired to protect Taladan at all costs, no matter what I think of him. Needless... I do not think very highly of Taladan. In fact, I hate their guts. But, seeing as how they are my charge had to protect them. I was recently fired. So, well, be more diplomatic about it. I was recently let go. So, I feel no, I no longer see the need to protect Haladan now that uh, I am no longer in their service. Therefore, don't run me over. I'll tell you what's going on. Hey, Paymaster, what's the call? I mean, I just fucking lean over the back seat and I say, I don't give a shit. Tell us what's going on. All right. So we will put a pin on that. Uh, it is a Healy's. Well, I guess Healy's. You don't get to put a pin in it. No. no all right. No. OK. Um. So uh, he says, first of all, you might want to let Taladan get away as much as I detest the jelly. They do have thermonuclear, they do have tactical nuclear devices attached to the base supports of this city. If they feel like they won't be able to get away, they take the entire city with them. I'm afraid it's not in our hands anymore. That's psychotic. (laughs) Yes. Can you see why I don't like working for Taladan now? And incidentally, I would, for the record, I would like to say that as... Kunk jumped out of the vehicle 
and uh, threw themselves into the pipe. In that moment, I leaned out and shouted, Make sure and take it alive! <laughs> we'll see. Alright. So, uh, we'll... I think it's really just between the two of them at this point. Yeah, let's just eliminate all, uh, all except, I like, think... two slots here. Yeah, I think we're just trading between me and the jellyfish until yep. further notice. Yep. I mean, maybe I could have done something. Do you want to try and do something? Yeah, you know what I want to do? What? I want to call Realnir. <laughs> uh, Realnir goes, this, this one is hoping for good news? I have nothing but bad news, but I have information. This one is not know how to feel about that. Apparently, I'm currently above a city. All of its supports are uh, armed with thermonuclear detonators that will take out the supports. And also, I found the mastermind of this ridiculous plan. Does the name Taladan ring a bell to you? Taladan is a scientist who specializes in trying to research the Inkindlers and their ruins. What would they want to do with destroying the city? Well, apparently it also specializes in being batshit crazy. All right, let's let's go to Kunk and uh, and T uh, Taladan here for a second. Yeah, so okay. Kunk. Uh, you, technically, the PC move. There was a PC move before and a PC move. So you're you're up next. Okay. Uh, I don't have a firearm, so uh, I'm going to keep using biotics. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, uh, I because I am completely underwater, uh, drowning mechanics come into play. Uh, you yes. can be. You can hold your breath for a number of turns equal to your brawn score. And once you exceed that number of turns, you start taking three strain at the start of every turn, every one of your turns. And then if you pass out, you start taking critical injuries every round. Oof. Where is that? What page is that? Oh. Uh, Water and swimming, you want page 111, and then suffocation is page 112, which is okay. suffocating character suffers three strain each round at the beginning of their turn until they are no longer suffocating. Incapacitated at strain, uh, once you exceed strain threshold, at the beginning of each subsequent turn, they suffer one critical entry. This continues until the character stops suffocating or dies. So I have three turns to resolve this. This is turn one. Well, no, I have more because I do have strain, but yeah. um, biotics. So I took two strain. I'm at four out of 11 now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to add some tags to this attack. Remember I am... you were told to keep, take it alive shortly before jumping in? Well, well there's non-lethal. Mm-hmm in order to make this stun damage. Okay. And I don't want this guy to move, so uh, I'll add lift to it. 
So I'm up to 3P, and I need to stay within short range, so I don't need to use a maneuver to move. So instead, I will aim to give myself one blue. Right. Uh, I'm going to spend a story point and upgrade your difficulty. Okay. Big money, no whammies. <laughs> one <laughs> advantage and fuck Big money is nothing. Uh, and lift requires two, correct? Yeah. Snare, snare requires two, yep. All right. So his uh, Taladan's turn. Again, You know what? I'll a... just, I'll, I'll take another two strain and move to engaged. Okay. Uh... Once again, just two, uh, spending two it. strain. Taladan, not a nemesis. These strain are t- turning into straight up wounds. He, they desperately want to get away. Um, so three move maneuvers, just getting the fuck away from you. Uh, you at some point, Colin, you can't. You only get two maneuvers unless a power is granting you stuff. I thought you could take strain to do an additional one. No, you only get two maneuvers. Okay. Yeah, well, then, you can in that case. spend strain to get that second maneuver, but if you get one for free from another source, then you still only get two. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Fair enough. Um, so, then, yes. Uh, two... Uh, two manu- two maneuvers. At, yep. And, basically, at some point, uh, they start swimming straight down a tube... That looks like it's supposed to only be one way because there's a bunch of Hanard that are like swimming up it and uh, Taladan's just like like maneuvering around them and like bumping in them, like shoving them out of the way. Okay. Just come back onto my turn. Yep. Okay. Turn number two of holding my breath. Maneuver to move into short range and then attack. Uh, same deal. 3P. You gonna spend another story point to make this harder on me? Yeah, sure. I have one. Well, I'll spend one to make it easier on me, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> well, have you considered fuck you instead? <laughs> You're just going to make me die in here, but okay. Two successes and an advantage. Oh, you know what? I'll fucking use that advantage I got last time to recover a strain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll use this one to recover another strain since I didn't get two advantages. Uh, but that's two plus three plus. You're done. It's, it's, it doesn't matter anymore. Three. <laughs> two plus three plus three stun damage. All right. So uh, you don't kill Taladan. Um, you do, however, bring their wounds completely up to eight. Uh, and I'll say that with the stun damage, you knock them out, but you don't deal critical. Sure. Yeah, because if, if we do critical and you kill them, well then, uh, whoops. Mm-hmm. And I did have charge on that, so I am now in engaged range. Okay. So I can grab them. All right. So I'm assuming they don't get a turn. Yeah, nope, they don't get a turn. So uh, here's your last turn before you start running out of air. How do you get out? What did the hatch look like that I came in through? Like a submarine hatch. Like it's it was a um it's like a 
dome sort of shape with like a handle on it. Uh, you can open it up from the inside, otherwise it would have been completely useless otherwise. Okay. Can I see one such hatch? Roll me. Perception. Oh no. Difficulty. Oh no. Two. Oh no. Okay, well, my cunning is shit. Just to say two. Mm -hmm. We're gonna keep tossing story points around. <laughs> I, I need to not die here. I'm not going to contest you on that. <gasps> oh no. Two failures, two advantages. With the advantages, I will say this. You don't find a hatch, but the tube is made out of glass. I don't have a gun. You have a fist. You have biotics. I, okay, I'll attack the fucking tube. <laughs> yeah, there biotics, we go. Biotics cannot move through physical objects, but they can smash physical objects. Yep, there okay. you go. Well, you know, this is perfectly in character. I am a psychopath, hyperviolence monster. Fuck all of these jellyfish. I have the one that I care about in my hand. So the difficulty is only one. And be I will say this because glass is not a moving target with capabilities of defending itself. Go ahead and give yourself two boost dice. Okay, do I need to upgrade the difficulty to like use the charge or anything since I'm using blast attack? No, no, just a regular attack. If you, you could just do, if you just do a regular biotic attack, then you should be fine. Okay, so one P? Yep, one P. And okay. then two B. Okay, yo. There we go. So. Two successes, three advantages, and a triumph. I will tell you right now, with the triumph, I'm not even gonna make you roll again. You land safely. You like you attacked it in just the right spot that you managed to land on a um a balcony or something, and with uh, without having to roll to get to it, because that was going to be your next challenge. Hey, I've got two ranks in physical sciences thanks to a Healy. I can now plot a basic arc in my head. So I just, like, <laughs> account for the trajectory as best as my angry monkey brain can, and then I fire the two of us like a rocket through the glass, arc through the air, and do a neat little combat roll as I hit the roof of some building. A lot of Trell and Hanar are extremely surprised and like immediately like repair crews are trying to get to the glass so that way like all the water in the world does not fall out. <laughs> do, do, do a fucking chillion jellyfish start spilling out onto the ocean below? <laughs> I mean, they can float, but uh, yeah, some of them do definitely end up falling out. I am picturing Futurama when they twisted one of those pipes that people fly through. They just go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you want to spend a three advantage on? Because I told you what the triumph is about. Uh, I can't. I don't know if this is over, so I'm going to fix some strain. Okay. It is over. I need to do more biotic bullshit. It is over. Okay. All right. So, so we land, I sit on the jellyfish and just <laughs> wait. So back at uh back at 
uh, Taladan, um, not Taladan, back at Seyut, um, Seyut meet, uh, meets up with you, like, let, like, lets you drive, uh, to the, um, balcony that he had landed on, and says, so, Taladan is a bit obsessed with the Enkindlers, even more so than for most Hanar, um, and so he hired a group of slavers to kidnap a large variety of species, a large pool to accommodate with, and long story short, did mad science on them to try and turn them into biotic beacons in order to detect and find more enkindler shrines. He was basically using them to try and find beacons. Never saw any sort of progress on that, but they kept going at it. Want to point out real quick that this dude is still missing half his fucking face. Yeah, yeah, he's very well aware of that. That's an awful plan. Okay, okay. No, focus. Important things. Um... I would love to fit. I would love to know everything about why, why Taladan did all of this. But nukes, nuclear weapons. Yes, um, the trigger is. Well, we both have a trigger. I'm never going to use mine. That that fucking Hanar was a psychopath, and I did not agree with anything that they did. So I'm never going to use mine. You don't have to worry about me. Settle that later, okay. Their detonator is in their brain. You know, you know, Hanar biology, correct? Uh, they have that little mollusk skull in inside them. They planted that in there and they will basically trigger it with a... They're not particularly skilled with biotics, but there's enough in there for them to trigger it with that. Okay. Uh, Kenzak, I think we need to get moving then. I... Oh yeah, I don't want to be nuked. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Well, it does look like Kunk just, um, exploded the tube over there. If you had wanted my suggestion, I would have said to let's, uh, to let Taladan go and report him to the council, because they've definitely done enough to get a specter right up in their business. Yes. Well, at the moment, if Kunk's but, got hold of the uh, Hanar, then uh, it's not going to be able to detonate anything for the moment. Let's go pick him up, see if we can undo whatever the hell's lodged up in there. Oh, and by the way, take this. I hand him some mini gel. It hurts me just looking at you. Oh, believe me, I am an incredible amount of pain. Uh, he rubs it on his face and he goes, you're never going to see me again and just backs up into the crowd and wanders off. I was going to recommend Aww. a doctor, but uh, you know what? I've got better things to do. I wanted to smile and snap my teeth at him. Be like, hey, 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 I shot you up real fucking good, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to fly in over, pick you up. So yeah, uh, real quick, I'm going to roll something for Taladan. 
Uh, I'm going to roll resilience, which I don't believe they have any at all, just to see if they regain consciousness before you uh, can get to them. Uh, no, they don't have resilience, and they only have one brawn. Uh, so I don't think that would happen mechanically. I think they are above their runes threshold and need to and will stay unconscious until they are below their runes threshold. Yep, you're right. Okay, that's that's correct. I just wanted to see if the stun damage would wear off, but uh, I, I was going to make it hard anyway. Like, and then roll. I just want to see if it would have worked uh, real quick. So, no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> Kaladan becomes even more unconscious. <laughs> Shh. No tears, only dreams. All right, so yeah, you all meet up with an unconscious uh, Taladan. I am sitting on a jellyfish on a rooftop, just kind of, this is the most peaceful you've ever seen me. I am just kind of idly gazing at the sky while sitting on a jellyfish. Kunk, you have done a really good job today, but I need you <laughs> to move because I have to go cut open that jellyfish. In a specific way, it, it does have to be him, sorry. I have to do it in a careful way. I don't just mean tear him apart. I have scuttled off of the jellyfish just for you. Thank you, Kunk. <laughs> I really appreciate this. I really appreciate having the opportunity to keep us all from dying. All right, that's enough praise. Just actually get to it, please. Scalpel, okay. Making incision. Uh, <sighs> difficulty three. Yeah, I have. Oh, and I, you know what? I'm gonna upgrade it by one. I'm gonna spend a Fuck story you. point. Fuck you. I was gonna <laughs> spend a story point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the help action, so to speak. Just get, give yourself an extra blue die. Handle your uh, instruments for you. Bring them out as needed. Fair enough. What does medicine key off of? Intelligence. Okay, I absolutely cannot assist. <laughs> well, I do have uh, intellect three, if that's anything. Nah, I've got the same intellect, intellect, so it's just the boost. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here we go, everybody. Uh, Hell yeah! A sex and a triumph. <laughs> um, you get it, you find it, you snap it in half, and uh, nothing goes off. I would have given it to Kenzak to uh, disable. Well, either way, I, like mechanically, it's the same. You have neutralized that threat. I so I so Taladan back up. I pat them very politely and I go you're going to prison forever <laughs> <laughs> this is true they are going to prison forever and then the cops finally arrive <laughs> so am I the cops finally arrive um So, epilogues, let's, uh, first of all, Realnir is true to their word and they pay each of you a lot of money. And by a lot of money, I mean you all get about a quarter of a million each. God damn. 
hey, my present funds are 250, comma, 250. <laughs> so, um, with your, with all of your newfound wealth, let's go down and uh, do character eclogs. Uh, Kenzak, how do you spend the rest of your long life slash funds? Well, I uh, spend some money on a decent apartment at uh, Omega. Splash out for the latest and greatest in uh, Omni-Tool technology. And then send the rest of my clan back home. Okay. My life uh, otherwise doesn't change too much on a day-to-day -day basis, except that I do get to lord it over my uh, contacts on the extranet. And occasionally, I go take Kunk out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> so... Here's also my question, because you are the only character who's going to live long enough to not only see humanity join the galaxy, but also see the start of the Reaper War. So how does Kunk deal with that whole situation? Kenzak. Ken yeah, excuse me. How does Kenzak deal with that Kunk whole situation? Kunk rots in the ground. <laughs> Kunk will definitely be dead long before humanity makes makes an appearance. Well, uh, as far as Kenzak is concerned, humanity is just a new flavor of sleaze to be added to the many-layered sleaze sandwich that is uh, Omega. And uh, he does get caught with his pants down when the... Um, when Cerberus invades the station. I mean, everybody got caught with their pants down. Like, but, uh, Arya Talok was deposed for a little while there. Yes. But he uses that as a, sort of a wake-up call and uh, ends up going back to Tuchanka in time to uh, take part in that planet's defense and is still there when whatever Shepard does happens. If you ask me, Sh Shepard is canonically always Paragon in Kirsten Genophage. Undo a war crying, please, Shepard. Hmm. Well, that plus the ending. Yeah. He's still there for, for both those things. All right. Uh, what does Kunk do with their newfound wealth and also everything else? So, I don't have a lot of use for money. I'm an exceptionally simple creature. I don't want a lot of things. I did change my desire, though, between sessions one and two. Okay. Ooh. I changed it from I want to fight to I'd like a place I belong, please. And, you know, this kind of depends on the input of one of the other player characters. One of the other players. But I told Ahili, you safe. And I've had a lot of fun making that a true statement. So if she'll have me. Hmm. Which brings us to Ahili. What do you do with your newfound wealth and potential new best friend forever? My best friend forever. Well, wow. I will make sure to look after Kunk if you don't, just so that's on the table. <sighs> 
Yeah, goodness. I feel like kind of doesn't really retire. I feel like he's never the kind of person that would retire. However, she does sort of change uh, professions. This whole situation has made her realize that actually, as much as I love helping people and, you know, helping them be the best selves, there's a lot of bullshit going on in the galaxy. And, you know, also, somebody's got to keep Kunk busy. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps the money, you know, stashed away to live comfortably, comfortably off of. But mostly, she runs a detective agency or starts up a detective agency on Omega. For the most part, nobody really needs a detective, but not everyone on Omega is a hardened criminal. Sometimes it's just, my kid ran off to Omega after sneaking on board a ship, heading out of port. Can you find them for me? Or, hey, my boyfriend didn't come home last night. Can you find them for me? Mostly just missing persons reports. Yeah. And uh, the occasional somebody stumbles into the shop and is bleeding everywhere, so he feels obligated to sew them back together. She's not the best investigator, but she has some contacts. And one hell of a hacker. <laughs> yeah, she knows one hell of a hacker and, uh, and one of the most... Uh, dogged Vorcha on the station. <laughs> so they get by all right. All right. And as the years go on, you do hear of an oddity at some point. You never meet them, but you do hear about a rel that claims to be a specter on Omega at some point. And like you said, you never meet them, but you also hear how they have one hell of a scar on their face. Well, you know, I got a lot of people coming in. Not everybody shows their face, but you know, it might just ha might just have happened that a, uh, Trell with a weirdly familiar voice I couldn't place came in. Who knows? Who knows? And that's Mass Effect before contact. Uh... Oh, one more thing. Hmm. I do make an effort to at least once a week come in and bother Kenzak. <laughs> Are you eating all right? I'm your, it's your personal doctor here to give you a checkup. I'm Krogan. I can survive through like 10 times worse stuff than this. Seriously. Yeah, and it would be a real shame if you died young because you didn't take care of yourself. Take your vitamins, Mistel. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Genesis kind of rules. Genesis kind of fucking rules a lot. I like Genesis when the dice aren't completely fucking us. I know. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I mean, you didn't do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I didn't do it, but still. That's the risks you got to take with this kind of system. 
But yeah, we would definitely be using Genesis for other stuff. But yeah. Thank you, players, for playing. And... Thank you, listeners, for listening. Yeah, I already thanked the listeners. I'm thanking them myself. Oh, okay, fine. You know what? I'll thank the listeners myself, too. Thank you, listeners, for listening. You'll get no thanks from me. This was your obligation. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) Good night.